welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host and this is my podcast and my guest today is actress, comedian, professional muse, talent, and gender fluid inspiration, Freckle. So Freckle currently stars on The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo, available on YouTube. Run, don't walk. This series is fucking incredible. It's where I first laid eyes on Freckle and was like, who's that? And now we're going to find out on today's podcast. You can also catch Freckle in Jordan Firstman's film, Call Your Father. Uh, Freckle can be seen in Brian Jordan Alvarez's upcoming movie, Everything is Free, as well as season two of Search Party on TBS and the soon-to-be-released Grizzly Bear music video alongside Busy Phillips. So here's the deal. Uh, This is a very sweet, open, honest, earnest, lovely meandering conversation as per the usual over here at the Love Alexi podcast and uh, together Freckle and I go on a tangential journey and talk gender pronouns, coming of age, acting, gender fluidity, Eckhart Tolle, American Idol auditions gone by, trans advocacy, gender non-binary and neutrality, identity, self-help, doing the internal work, self-acceptance, finding your place and purpose in this world, in this lifetime. We talk homophobia, vigilance, uh, shame, being a performer, the fact that Freckle and I both went to the same high school. Yeah, the same high school. Side note of a side note, there was another time in my life when I met Freckle because turns out we're both, I was going into a party, Freckle was coming out of a party, and then uh, we realized that I lived in the apartment uh, that Freckle was staying in and my mail was still going to Freckle and then Freckle was like, I got your mail. It was just all very, it's just, it's, it's all meant to be. The point is our paths have been crossing and now it's all come to this conversation you're about to listen to right here on the Love Alexi podcast. I mean, what else do we talk about? Parents, friends, lovers, relationships, dating, souls, monogamy, jealousy, passion, internal spirals, TV, movies, icons, gay men, lesbian women, bisexuality, debunking stereotypes, left and right is what we do today. We talk Insta stories, self-love, doing the internal emotional work to be happy and healthy, and so much more. Here's what I need you to do. Uh, Follow Freckle on Instagram at Aunt Freckle. And uh, you know, while you're over there, follow me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. And uh, I'm just so excited about this conversation. It's just, it's, it's really inspiring. It's sweet. It's special. I'm so glad I finally got to sit down and just have like a nearly two hour conversation with Freckle. And uh, it's, it's crazy. It's just always so nice when you meet someone who's really lovely and doing the work and kind and searching and trying to be the best version of themselves they can possibly be. And, uh, and that's, that's who Freckle is. So I think we're all lucky to eavesdrop on this conversation. And uh, I do want to say, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, because it really does truly help me grow this show so I can keep doing it and keep interviewing incredible people who are fascinating, creative, inspiring. And, uh, and also, Love Alexi is a listener-supported show, so feel free to make a donation via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. And if you do, I'll totally give you a shout-out on the next podcast, Uh, which reminds me, I have to say a huge thank you to Stephen Kelly for your generous donation this week. And uh, and I also want to mention girls, girls 
whoever you are out there listening to me, if you live in Los Angeles, I'm throwing another Girls' Night In event. Um, it's going to be smaller than usual. It's going to be more intimate because usually I have it, you know, uh, I have these events and they're like 50 to 60 girls. This next one I'm throwing is going to be 30 girls max, but the gift bags will be bigger and it's going to be on Saturday, August 29th. DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser for tickets and info. And let me explain what girls night in is. Well, it is a girls only pop-up party mixer parlor gathering kind of thing at a private residence uh, where girls meet up and it's an opportunity for all these girls to make new friends, have wine, laugh, uh, share what they're going through, noticing, experiencing, spiraling over, what have you. And, uh, and then we all use each other as sounding boards to help one another kind of feel less alone. It's a beautiful thing is what I'm saying. And it's going to be Saturday August 29th from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. And uh, I refer to it as like a summer camp, slumber party type gathering vibe, except nobody sleeps over. All right, come on, grow up. We're adults here. But, uh, you know, I think you're going to love it. Uh, I think you get the drift of what it is. Anyway, DM me on Instagram, at Alexi Wasser, if that sounds neat to you. But all of that aside, I am going to shut the fuck up now so you can enjoy my conversation with actress, comedian, modern muse and friend freckle now entering nerdist.com oh my god is that freckle Oh sure my is. God! Get in here! Uh, How are you? Coming. Of course. This is Aristotle. Hi, Hello. Nice, nice to meet you. you. I feel like I have met you before. Yes. Familiar face. Relax, everybody. Jesus. You're <laughs> there, and I brought you this. Chips happen, Thank and you. I don't know why. I just had these in my house. I thought maybe you'd like them. Sh- smash mallow. I mean, they're Cinnamon born. Ch- oh, Chudo from my um, Latina. Oh God! I actually <laughs> thought I was like, is this racist? <laughs> <laughs> What are you feeding me? I'm feeding you. Oh, tortilla chips. Yeah, and tortilla chips and chudos. (laughs) That is not why I gave them to you. (laughs) How dare you? I know it's a touchy time in 2017, but... I just had some churros. Well, all the more reason to support. (laughs) I think all the more reason to get an alignment. (laughs) Do Do I put these on? You're Hispanic, so eat those tortilla chips. Oh, I hear you. Wait, I can't hear me, though. And eat your churro-flavored gourmet marshmallows, you bitch. <laughs> um, okay, let me get this. Oh, my God. We were just talking about this. Turn it up. Here we go. Living our lives. Podcasting. You have an audition very soon because you're not wait, hold on. Actor, actress. What do we do here? Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about gender well, fluidity. For, well, I was going to say definitely actress, but also isn't it like tech, as another Actor or actress? I say Isn't actress. It incorrect to say actress now, because that's what I. You tell me, Jordan. By the way, we got questions, suggestions from Char, like from Charles oh, nice. and Jordan. Great. They say you're not political, so me putting my big foot in my mouth is going to be totally fine today. When I'm asking you about gender fluidity and what's what's yeah, uh, it's not allowed. That I'm politically um, incorrect. I just don't. Um, I'm not that. I don't stay in tune with politics. I, yeah. I'd rather watch Judy Garland live on YouTube. Good. Get that mic right in there. But but I but recently I've gotten you know ever since like the women's march. Are we gonna put makeup on together? I mean I was, I was getting glamorous. I look totally. You look beautiful already. Thank you. Here's a Listerine Minstrip. We are not sponsored by Listerine Minstrips, but we should be. Last night the party of the other night handed me one. I said, "Didn't you do the commercial for that?" And we said, "Peppermint, peppermint patty." Now that I can really you. hear my, oh my voice, oh my god, it's incredible. Like, we should record an album. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. 
or um, book on tape. A just book on tape. Anything? What would that book be about? The art of seduction. Oh my! Oh my goodness! <laughs> or 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 the power of now. The power. Because I think his books need to be re-recorded because he reads them, which God bless his Nordic voice. But and I think that's why you have to really listen because when he tells you the things that you should be hearing about, yeah, consciousness is the state of being. I have be here now uh, on Audible. I can't listen to it because there's a lot of this. <laughs> Have you heard him read the thing? Obviously, but well, you're like not even zeroing in on the fact that there's a lot of like, oh, I can't clumping, take it. It's yeah. so fucking gross. Yeah, I, I do. Dry um, mouth. I I read the first one a couple of times. It reads like a textbook. Power of now, and then I thought his second one, Awakening to Your Life's Inner Purpose, was um, we're gonna learn so much today. Was more flowering of consciousness, and so I got it on tape, and I've probably been listening to it on tape since I was like 23. Really? I only listened to two books. That's it. But you're doing great. You're thriving. Well, if you if you keep it simple, I think that's the yeah, that's the way to go. Don't get confused. Yeah, Don't, all the convoluted other messages all that, that are out there, like what? Those books. It's, it's just too much. much. I can do it. It's power of now and artist seduction. I think that's what's been working for me. The artist seduction. I'm thinking I'm gonna have that guy in here, Robert Green. Robert Green. Yeah. yeah. And his partner, I think they're still together. Ann Biller did The Love Witch, which was the first film I've seen in like 10 years that moved, shook me to my That's bones. Robert Greene's girlfriend or wife? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the exact... Oh my God! Yeah. I can't believe this! Yeah. Because I've known him... And I'm... did you see that? Because you look like you walked that. right off the set of it. I know, maybe I was upset. I was like, I can't see this movie. I had nothing to do with it and I, I belong in it. Could but, have been uh, the lead. I could have been the lead. I'm like totally crestfallen. I'm like, what? I can't believe this. <laughs> Let me lube up real quick. Let's get... Um, I had no idea because I've like talked to him. I've been on like weird podcasts with like Neil Strauss, the guy who wrote the the game. Okay. Have you read? Oh, mm-mm. yeah. You're like two, book, two, two books. Two books. Two books. Yeah, two references. But uh, but two of those books before. Now you're all confused though because the first ones were the two by uh, by Eckhart Tolle, and then you threw in the Art of Seduction. Yeah. So now there are three. It's three, but the the second one is kind of like his reimagining of the first one, less because the first one's in question answer, right? Yeah. And power of now, and then the second one is more um, illustrative. Okay, he like tells stories and narrative, and oh it just my. oh, you're so real right now. <laughs> yeah. This is incredible because Jordan did say like, and do, wait, by the way, I do want to know what the, all the pronouns are though. Do you say he or she? Because people were referring to you as Jason Green. This is your mm-hmm. like at the party we were at the other day. Then you you're also referred to as Freckle. Then people were referring to you as she. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to do. He, she. He, she. She, male. No. <laughs> what the fuck? Those Tell are, me what to do. Bad. Okay. God damn it. For the, well, okay. I can't live like this. I did the worst thing for the longest time, and I can maybe this would be my formal apology. Not that I, I'm not apologetic. So, um, but <laughs> but maybe maybe it's kind of like it's not about apologizing, but being like, oh, oops, I misspoke because I misspeak all the time, and a lot of times I say things that I don't. Know, necessarily mean which anybody would say well then sharpen your tongue because that's the purpose of like good eloquence whatever yeah um i i thought it was funny to be like well i'm it my pronoun is it i kind of like I'm that it. it yeah no, it was a it was a moment yeah. until it really is like a real 70s kind of um derogatory term because it's like a thing like of going trans people it Oh, you know. Oh, um, but you took the power back. I took it's po- your power to take back. Actually, like I could, I can call myself a cunt. I can say whatever. You well, know you're what I mean? Comedian. Like, I think in the like, you're a comedian too. Are yeah, you kidding? Well, that's why I took it back. Yeah. And I was like, I'm it. Are you sticking with it? Or did you move I'm back? I'm not sticking with it, and I'll tell you why. <sighs> um, because I, be- but at this time I didn't have like the trans sisters that I have now, and the and the advocates and the information 
to, I guess. Did you just fall asleep right now telling me the story? Yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I got really <laughs> bored by them because they got kind of mad at it. No, I just, it, I'm not afraid to offend. It's just if that's the one thing I am going to, if that's the only thing I'm going to offend someone or people of, it's like, okay, I can drop that. So um, I guess, where, well, what I want to get into now is like to really proclaim that like, I don't. I don't care about pronouns. Okay. About Fuck. Yeah. Curse of the storm. Yeah. I don't. I don't care, but other people do, so respect them. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like by doing it, I'm it, which was a parody of like the it girls of the or um. I get it. Clara Bow of the twenties. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. or um Edie Cedric of the sixties or. Um, All my favorite. I just didn't want to be like, okay, now this is only my journey and struggle, and like I should get the lead in every movie and be the only person who speaks on gender fluidity, gender non-binary, or trans issues. Yeah. So I was like, I want to take the narcissism out of it, and like, okay. although I still love it, so it may come back. It may come How back. About that? Yeah. We're on our toes. Yeah, you can toes. call me it. I would How not. No, I can't. Well, That's no, even can't, worse. I'm allowing you to. I no. said I don't care about. Yeah, romance, but then but. you leave. All of a sudden, I, I know, somebody hears me saying it. They're like, they don't realize you've turned the corner. Like, uh, you know, you're around the bend. Nobody sees that I'm talking to you, and then I get, uh, you know, ostracized. Yeah, that's true. So maybe not use it. And that's okay. why I was like, maybe for grant. So I, I really don't care, and I actually think it's fun when it fluctuates. A lot of people ask me, they're like, what do you want me to call you, Jason or Freckle? And I say, you tell me. Oh, my goodness, it, yeah. It, I, I always thought of Freckle not as a nickname, but a pet name. A pet Which is a little name. different, right? It it's is a little different. different implication there. Well, I just have to follow through with this. Okay. Because I got confused by, by with uh, pronouns or whatever. Whatever's, I just want to be respectful and smart or whatever. But yeah. my, my original point was, uh, oh, George, I said, you're being so real right now and so grounded because uh, you are such a performer and you have this bigger than life like personality it's so great Like, but then Jordan I was asking Jordan and Charles for question suggestions and then Jordan was like just uh, he wanted like a, you to not be performing and get to the real core but you came in totally just like uh, well it's just, not 4 o'clock yet I haven't had a martini it's not 4 o'clock <laughs> yet okay well we or, you know that was another Aristotle. thing too I was like I'm Jason Green and that once I start drinking I'm Freckle that's so uh, is that true I mean, it's all true um, I really liked Freckle because Freckle was gender neutral yeah. and there was like so much to it like um, a freckle in space. It's on you your look Instagram. At the sky at night. Yeah, is a star. Yeah, but we're all just a freckle in space. Yeah, have you been watching the cosmos? Like, yeah. Yeah. So <gasps> that was that was like my Buddhist way of being like, yeah, we're all connected. We're all the same. We're all equal. Are you trans? I'm transcendental. That's what I think too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm just want to get to the bottom of you. And oh. I'm transcending. I'm oh transcending my god. Gender, so. <laughs> And this is true, yeah. In, in the, like, what is that called? In the um, semantics or the nomenclature of it, gender fluidity, gender non-binary, is, trans is an umbrella term. So I don't mind calling myself, and I'll say it loud and proud, I'm a trans-Mexican woman of color. I'm a Mexican trans person of color. I'm a Mexican woman. I don't care. Yeah. Or right now I'm rocking a little bit of some stubble, so I'm... I can appear like a man for this audition that I'm going into. I can't talk too much about it, but oh. Oh, I think okay. it's going to drop right into this voice. It's just kind of like a really a real, uh, intellectual. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Kind of Anthony I got... Perkins or something. You know? <laughs> I just got flushed. I was right. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm not supposed friend. to perform. Remember? Oh no, you're still supposed to perform. You know, just keep it, keep it popping, keep it cool. But uh, um. All right. So I guess there's still no definite answer to that question. But yeah. I think that in the lack of an answer, clearly they keep coming back for more. Oh, know. my goodness. <laughs> Who are you dating? 
single on the market. Really? Come and get it. Who are you more attracted to, Charles Rogers or Jordan Firstman? That was their question, not mine. Um, it I fluctuates, depends. But really? I, well, because Jor- Jordan's more my friend, and he's my older friend. Yeah. So like when you're friends with someone, like the attraction dips, and I know Charles less, so I'm always like, whoa. Hey, handsome. And that bone structure. Yeah. He's got great bone structure. Yeah, and I stayed with him um, one time, and he, like, had to, like, get something out of the room, and he was, like, in his boxers, and it was, like, a movie moment. I was like, whoa. Oh, my God. Is he chiseled? Is he ripped? He's sexy. Oh, my God. They're both very sexy. They're both very sexy. But back to Charles real quick. Was he wearing uh, black? Was he wearing, like, Calvin Klein boxer briefs? I don't know. I think they were like. I don't remember? Um, that's um, odd. What's I know, right? I think they were like briefs. All right. I, I would have remembered. Yeah. So much. That's how I. I'm not it a brand on. person or a label person. <sighs> I'm getting that. Anyway, um, okay. We both went but, to Loxit, by the way. You're kidding. I went to LA County High School for the Arts. Yeah. Did you have Mr. Sandoval? No, you're in the theater like pro- right before we got the new people. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Because I know, cause I know those names, but I one had no idea. That's incredible. Yeah. You, in one way, like, I know the locks of people that I've stayed in touch with. I know, like, because of social media, that, like, the outer circles. But, like, in one way, I'm, like, I'm shocked I don't meet more. Yeah. So, like, whenever I do, I'm, like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So are you an L.A. native then? I'm born and raised here. Yeah. It's incredible. Fountain of Kings Road. Where are you born? Uh, East L.A. East L.A. So we moved around. So I moved around between East L.A., Montebello, like far east. Holy shit, yeah. And then like Silver Lake. Yeah. And Echo Park. What's happening in Silver Lake and Echo Park? Were your parents, did they split? Yeah, when oh. I was like nine. And I have like half brothers and sisters. And then like when I was 16, I like kind of ran away from home and moved in with my best friend like at the top of Mitchell Terrain and like lived in this like Silver Lake beautiful home. That's where my mom lives with her boyfriend. Really? And now it's just so exciting to know how to pronounce the name of that street. Mi- what is it? Mitchell Terrain. Mitchell Terrain. Some people say Michael Terrain. I but... just never know. I get confused. Wait, I wonder if it's the same house. Whatever. Yeah, they live together. No. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying maybe it was many years ago. Who knows? I'm not sure. But uh, oh my goodness. Well, so do your parents, why did they split? Do they get you at all, by the way? <laughs> Well, my dad passed away in September, so... Oh, my what, God. What? I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Was, We're starting over. Yeah. <laughs> Can we start this podcast over, please? I was nine when they split, and I never always got a definite answer other than, like... Maybe that was the beginning when I realized that, like, relationships and love isn't, like, forever. And, like... Or, or in the infinite way it is, but in the, like... Things happen, and you yeah. fall out of love with people, and, like, you make different friends at different times, and, like, I don't want to live with the same person for the rest of my life. I'm, yeah. You know, I probably would, and I don't know where I stand for monogamy. I think it's in stages. I think if, like, I'm new with a person, then, like, I'm going to desire that monogamy, mainly because I'm, like... I want them to well, be mine. Yeah, well, mine, or, like, if I'm done with work, it's, like, let, I want to know that that person's there who wants to, like, go get... I, ice cream. I don't go get ice cream. No, it's a martini. Yeah, okay. So, or, or just like that kind of like, and then you, you know, your car. Like you have to call AAA, but like you just want to be able to text. Like oh, somebody. Boo, you know, and and I feel like in the beginning, that kind of like moment, or you think of something funny and cute, and you send it, and you yeah. don't get a reply back, which could be because someone's busy. But that if the feeling there is that oh, because they might be with somebody else, or they might be talking to somebody else, or they're like fascinated by somebody else. It's just like an awkward feeling, I think, in the beginning. But I think I'm a talker. So, like, by the time I've talked to somebody for hours until all night long, days, days, weeks, weeks, months. Yeah. And I know that person. Well, I'm 
always confident that person will be obsessed with me. Yeah. Um, and and or I'll hold a space for them that nobody else can because I know myself now at, at pushing thirty. Um, then I think it's kind of fun to like you know be able to flirt with other people at bars to be yeah. able to like even hook up if it's like. If you desire it, if it's undeniable in the moment or whatever. Of course, yeah. if passion strikes. Yeah. And chances are, like, most of the times you hook up with people, I don't know if it's the same for you, tell me. Um, is it's a whole other You story. wake up and you're like, I don't know if I want to hang out with you. Like, I don't yeah. know if I want to, like, date you or see you every day, but, like, damn, that was fun last night. Yeah, I feel like it's harder to meet somebody that you want to talk to the next day. I feel like I've made out and had sex with so many people that are, you know, beautiful or interesting or shiny in the moment, and then the next day or, like... After the makeout or after the sex, you're just like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. I don't want to talk to this person. And so then I feel like if, I, if, you, if you're lucky enough to meet someone where you're like, they make me laugh or I like I'm interested in them or I'm so fascinated by them and I respect them. And like I hook into that more than I don't know if they're beautiful or totally. super like I just I don't know. And it's so rare to find somebody you're like, oh, I want to I want to talk to them. Yeah, I've I've been in LA my whole life, and I've hooked up with enough like, like unbelievably gorgeous men. Stop bragging! No, I'm saying okay. How about we say competition? Okay, okay, say three. Slut. (laughs) No, talk about me. (laughs) I like sexy enough guys to know that like it doesn't matter after like. I mean, if you can get the two sexy and fun yeah. and funny, but then it's also like hard to find Chemistry. funny and sexy because like a lot of times people have just been good looking that whole They don't life. have to compensate with a better personality and yeah. humor. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm so really they're... fucked up internally and that's why I'm like, you know, uh, just keep talking, you know, figure <laughs> out, try to be funny, you know? Yeah. And cultivate a personality. And funny is so special. I'm also like in this like intense like adventure like I'm looking for somebody to like break into a cemetery or like run through sprinklers with and stay up all night oh my or god. my line is always like do you want to go up to the top of the observatory with a bottle of champagne oh my god that's incredible right? do you do Who? women no <laughs> I haven't but I feel like I feel like in dropping into my like tr- by transcending I could I mean I definitely could date a, a, a like a trans F to M what, or like, what does that mean a f- Female to man. Trans. Female to man. Uh-huh. Trans. Oh, okay. So please, spoon feed me the information. Like, I'm developmentally challenged. <laughs> yeah. This is great for me. And for everyone. And for everybody. Yeah. And definitely, like, I've definitely seen some, like, butch dykes that I'm like, whoa. But I, is that I, because they look so much like men? See, the thing, yes. I think I'm kind of, maybe, but also I'm kind of blind when it comes to, um, I always say, like, I can marry a burn victim because I'm really not. As shallow as I guess freckle or I would appear to be, yeah. And so it depends on the energy, like. Oh my God. I, and I think that like sometimes like lesbian, I, a lot of my friends are lesbians. A lot of gay men don't have lesbian friends. It's so weird. It's like oh these really? Separate, Why? Yeah, I have no idea. It's this like separate or have girlfriends, and I hate to see like gay men bash women or bash le- like it's. And now I'm like generalizing because there's so many different groups. We're gonna get in so much city. trouble. This podcast is just gonna just gonna <laughs> shut down my entire operation. Oh, just kidding. No, that? no, I'm just kidding. You're like I'm generalizing. Oh my god! And then oh, you yeah. called yourself no, it, I and think you it, took it back. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. But keep going. Well, and I stumbled into the Verdugo bar. It was like an accident. I was with my best friend, and her wife was out of town. And I was like, I guess there's a performance at Verdugo bar, like with these kind of like really out there artists. 
um, Alicia McDade McDazzler is her Instagram. It's incredible. Oh, say that slower. Alicia what? Alicia McDade is her name. McDazzler is her Instagram. McDazzler. Hyperbody is another one. Diana, she does like aerobic fitness. Holy like, shit. Yeah, and I stumbled across this thing, but I had never seen so many lesbians in a at a like backyard of a bar in my entire life. And how did you feel? Great. Okay. The lesbians love me. Yeah? Yeah, they risk. When my hair's blown out and I'm like... Right. Even you are I'm beautiful. Like, well, thank it's you so true. Much. I feel like we look related a little bit sometimes. I definitely think. Don't so. you think so? And I didn't mean to say that right after saying how beautiful you are, <laughs> <laughs> but I said it and I can't take it back now. Okay, but no, I really totally. do. It's we'll our, play we have, something together. We have big eyes. Caleb, because oh we haven't even plugged. We haven't oh. even begun to plug the multitude of things I need people to be checking yes. out. Yes, we have. To, okay, and call, you're amazing. And call your father. Thank you so By much. By the way, that's in, you're so incredibly funny. And I watched your entire reel um, um, uh, this morning. Oh. And you're, okay, so, and this is me deep creeping. This is me, all the things I saved on your, I was, I was stalking you yesterday pretty much. I was just like, and then I found comments I had written to you on past posts that embarrassed me. Because I was like way too excited. We didn't really know each other at all. And I'm like, oh my God, take it down. But that's and not true because we do have that old history, which we'll talk about in a we'll second. We'll talk about it in a second. I know this is really meandering here, but uh, yeah. I so this you is... can do that. What is this new option? Are you, you joking? See... No. What? Okay. No. So and I consider myself like a real Instagram. You are, you know what you're doing on Instagram, but I will show you whatever. I am you... getting dollar bills. I saw that. Venmo. Do you like that? Venmo people. Venmo me a dollar. I want to do the same thing. I was like, Venmoing you a dollar. I'm totally going to copy it. I also think it's like. Busy Phillips did that. She got like fifteen hundred dollars. But then she was like, "You don't have to." Yeah, isn't it nice? It. Yeah. And we're like, "Over here, yeah. <laughs> Venmo us a dollar." But uh, go on. We're friends, by the way. Me and I know you are. I've I seen just... it. You pop up on everybody's Insta stories. I'm like, "Oh my god, you're on Busy Phillips Insta stories. You're on Ed. Is it Drost? Mm-hmm. Drost, yeah. Ed Drost and his band is Grizzly, Grizzly Bear. Bear. Okay, yeah. making sure get everything right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I fell in love with you like hardcore when I saw you in the game Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo and. Uh, how did you come across it? Just because? Because things. I'm no, because I'm friends with uh, I'm friends with Morgan Krantz. Oh, who we did a movie together. What's that? Oh, everything is free. Everything by the free. creator of Caleb Gallo. And that's Brian Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Okay. Who's oh. my co- who has been my like, um, my my one of my lover partner best friends for the last. You've 10 dated? Years. No, I don't know. I feel like everything's so together? fluid. It's so fluid. Um, but have you made out? Or have you, none of my business. But tell me everything. I mean that I. Well, that's really personal. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to tell me anything. Sure. No, you really but, don't have but, to tell no, me anything. Uh, well, let me say it like this, because maybe this, so people don't, you know, I want to debunk the idea that like trans or gender fluid people have no sex life or no romantic experiences other even... than paid. No, because that's the whole, not that you're saying that I'm saying to this general audience. So I want them to know that I have had, or I don't know if this I've never even thought people, that. That's oh, so funny. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's like another stereotype. Tell so me more. We're debunking stereotypes left and right. Um, yeah, I've really become an activist. I know. It's incredible. <laughs> Who says you're not political? You are the yeah. most political. Uh, Keep um, going. I probably could and would run for office eventually. Get back to get the, the thing. Oh. Debunk the myths or whatever, the stereotypes. I, I don't know if this is the same with heteronormative. I don't even know if this is the same in like typical gay culture. Maybe this is like a gender fluid non-binary thing. But I have definitely had... Five is a good number because the last time I said all the hot guys, it sounded like a thousand. Yeah. Um, five people who have been a a co-creator, best friend, lover, and like a brother, sister relationship. Yeah. So it's hard for me to like the idea of like, oh, did you date then? And were you 
just friends here at this point? And yeah. were you making this? Then it's like, I, those lines are so blurred for me. Yeah. Um, for the people that I love and I know the people that love me back. And sex is fun. So it's like, yeah. have sex with your friends. That's what I would say. That's the ideal. That's not why we make. But then I, I have this new quote, which is, you can't make friends. Which is like friendship sparks because there's a connection. Yeah. And you can't just like go to a thing and be like, I really want to be friends with that person. It just won't happen it unless won't. you're meant to be. And so they always tell kids like, go make friends. Yeah. Um, but my joke is you can't make friends. You can't. <laughs> friends happen. Yeah. And so then I feel it's like. Magic. I feel like, you know, if you're two people that in the heat of the moment are feeling each other, then even if you're editing something, you might. Yeah. Get a blowjob. That's I, the greatest. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I that's actually the goal. If you have a connection with someone and you feel overwhelmed, you feel close to them. Maybe that's an artist thing, too. Like, or somebody in the arts, and by that I mean the creative art. I don't mean, like, specifically one thing, just, like, making stuff. Like, yeah. I think there is a set of, like, parameters that are different than people who, like, go to nine to fives and have, like, very specific. Oh, yeah. But those people are boring. Totally. We don't hang out with those people, no, do I we? I don't know any. Wait, tell me, what's this, like... I mean, okay. Wait, so what's the stereotype that non-binary people have no sex life? What is this about? trans women, traditionally, from what I hear, like I'm seeing this repeatedly, are like in their stories. Because I love their... I don't even watch TV or movies. Who needs it? Stories are incredible, right? Am I right or am I so You're so right. I just... It's like... My favorite TV show is uh, Insta Stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want to watch. Ed the other day was like trying to... He was talking about something and I was like... In the dining room, and I think I like had an old Judy. Of course, I had a Judy playing, like on my phone. And he was like, he just kind of like he's like, well, he was trying to bring up like, well, what kind of movie, what like genre, what should we watch? And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, he's like, you don't enjoy movies, do you? And I was oh, like, wow. not really. And he's like, what about TV? And I was like, oof, worse. Like, really? Episodic things. To, uh, no. And he's like, what do you like? And I was like, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you're such a millennial. And I was like, I guess so. Is like, he I just... not a millennial? No, or you are such a too. millennial. I think I'm such a millennial. Just... But also, I don't, I think I've been in acting for so long, and I can get into that, like, since that high school, like, yeah. four hours every day doing voice and speech, acting, movement, scene study, check off Shakespeare. Yeah, you were into it. And then I won the Emerging Young Artist Award when I was 18, so they gave me a $20,000 scholarship to the state of California. I couldn't use it for anything other than tuition, but I knew if I went to a university, five, they stretch out 5000 a year. 5000 for $30,000 a year or That's, whatever it is. It's nothing. Yeah. So I went to studio because I wanted to be like Marlon Brando or Marilyn Monroe, you know? What studio? So I did Meisner. Okay. Michael Chekhov. Yeah. Alexander Technique. Okay. Suzuki Viewpoint. Amazing. Groundlings. Yeah. <laughs> I just really stretched out. So I had been in some form of like, I had been, there was a moment where I realized I had been in an acting class, if not twice, more than twice, but twice a week for 10 years of my life. And I was like, I don't want to watch another scene. I don't want to watch another person act. And not that people aren't acting online because I love characters. One of my favorite Instagram is Chloe is Crazy. Oh, yeah. Chloe Fine. I mean. Oh, she's great. Yeah. I finally got to meet her in person. Yeah, at the party. Yeah. But like, you know, I have no So, like, if people mix like, their social media with who they are, who they're not, or a character, or making it into art, all of it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Or if it's really them, I don't care. So, if I like the person and they're like, these are my lemons. I'm going to make lemonade. I'm like, great. Yeah. I don't know. I love, don't. You love performing though. So you, you like that. You love performing and not watching other stuff or yeah, watching. I mean, and... I saw Big Little Lies. Loved I, I it. saw Feud. one one episode of that. What is it? 
Big Little Lies with all the people, whatever. On HBO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Feud, because I love that time period, Betty Davis, John Cruz. I'll watch old movies. I'll watch like an old Betty Davis movie. Yeah. And I watch movies on repeat. Like once, this is a little crazy of me, but one summer I like found, at Amoeba, I found the DVD for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, God. And I watched it like every day for like three months of some, like, yeah. if not every other night or something. I feel like we all look like we're related to Elvira. Yeah, I gotta get Elvira on the podcast. Truly, but, uh, and the three of us, or a bit work. I mean, something. Yeah. Gonna get something happening. Yeah, but I like can- live performance, live shows, music, um, and yeah, I'll watch the occasional movie here and there if like someone drags me to it. But it's not, it's not my medium of choice to like. I'm not a. F- yeah. Fan of like. I want to know the entire story of you because I want to get to how you. Okay, you're born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The acting start at Loxa, and then take me up to like I want to know about I'm like things book. I've booked and stuff. Like, like the that. Caleb, like how yeah. that, that's incredible. Like you're so good in that, and you're so wonderful. Like oh, in Call you. Your Father, and you're I'm gonna keep saying the name of this wrong. It's like the what is it? The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo, or just Caleb Gallo. Let's call it or Caleb just, like, Gallo. Freckle. Freckle Ink, you know. Freckle Ink? How <laughs> yeah. dare you? The spin-off. The spin- <laughs> no, well, Is that I, happening? Can, no, no. I mean, it can if anybody wants to. I mean, I think it's happening in my social media. But you're, are you working nonstop? Or I just feel like in your performance, are, God, you come in, you steal the whole scene. You're so not self-conscious. And you're just incredible. So it's like, I well, want to know. I think that's how- a result of not being able to be cast for so many years. And I'll get it. I'll, I'll like explain that. Then. Get into it. We don't have that much time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I think, yeah, when I started any kind of formal training or acting class or like considering myself an actor, I think, yeah, getting it, getting uh, accepted into the LA County High School for the Arts, you know, it's a huge audition process. It's like yeah. a thousand kids audition. It's like, like fame 40. LA. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the beginning. And I wasn't a child actor. So I didn't have like little kids either commercials or TV shows, which other kids did, or even, like, acting classes in the valley under my belt. Like, I literally... Acting classes in the valley under your belt. (laughs) You know what I mean? Is that a badge of honor? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's something. I I get it. I think it's healthy for everyone to take acting classes, so, like, I would encourage people to, like, throw your kids in an acting class. Sure, why not? Whether they're shy or confident, it's just consciousness, you know? It's focus of energy. And so I, um, I didn't know what a monologue was, so I had to, like... They were like, come with two monologues. So my dad, we were in Vromans in Pasadena, and I went to like the theater section, and like they say not to get it from a monologue book, but I didn't know, I didn't know what plays necessarily yeah. were. Like, so I picked two monologues from, which ended up being like really absurd plays that I picked. Um, but it's too boring. I'll get into that in like my memoir or something. Yeah. And I like learned, taught myself them, and I like went to the audition and like perform them and I got in so I was like okay I guess I can do this wait how did you even hear about Loxa and where were you before that I went to like a private school and um, like a Catholic private school in Montebello. You so, had to get out of there. Yeah, I had to get. Sounds out. like yeah. you had to get out of there. <laughs> Wait, so okay, and then and then the first time you were acting was just primarily to get into Loxa. That was the beginning yeah, well, of that. Like at the Catholic school, I was Jesus Christ in the Last Supper. Like I was like stun the nuns and churchgoers alike. I'm thinking Jesus Christ. It should have been Jesus Christ superstar. There was no like art <laughs> program not... or anything. It was yeah. like in a mass. So you're like, like you had to get out of there. Yeah. Right. So like in one way, I'm like I guess that's when I was formally an actor. But at the same time, like all of us, I definitely feel like I was born an actor like yeah. I just like had been playing and like playing it a way that like I don't know if I think all kids I had a lot of brothers and sisters so me and my sister who's like a fine artist like taught me so much she was four years older I just copied her you know I was obsessed with my yeah. sister and we would just like act out like I love Lucy and like be like old ladies on a train or like you know um 
we're just always playing in a way that I'm like, I think other brothers and sisters played, but we like played, yeah. you know? And I and whenever like there was like school assemblies where they would like literally have kids get on a stage and be like, the world is a mixing cup, <laughs> my gay ass would be like, da 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 <laughs> like I remember feeling the feeling of being on stage and being like fire was coming from the soles of my feet all the way through my being. Well, at what point was it? How old? When, when, oh, the, like, like second like, grade. Second first grade, grade. First yeah. grade. The oh. second I stood on a wooden piece of wood two inches above anything else. Oh, <laughs> shit! A, it's a grand metaphor. Amazing. But, yeah, Wait. I knew that. Like, even up here, I feel I'm lit, I belong you know? here, yeah. Yeah, but I, I... So then I went through a long period. I was like, oh, God, is that just, like, a gay thing? Does, like, every gay boy want to be a star, you know? After reading, like, Running With Scissors and stuff and yeah. Me Talk Pretty, and then I'm like, okay, maybe. And, like, just from the boys, the gay boys I know. But then there's a lot of gay guys that aren't. That's not drawing to them. So I guess it's... This other thing, because I was like, ooh, is this a psychological need for attention? And I was like, no, I like telling stories. I like speaking. I like using my body. Yeah. I like communicating. I like sending energy across the room and receiving it back. So I was like, okay. And Loxa, I would say, is an extremely experimental form of, now that I've done so many different kinds and I've like looked at different things, especially now that I understand like film acting, mm -hmm. they never talked about Hollywood while I was there. Even our senior year, they didn't even begin to discuss how to get an agent. Is it that was irritating like, or good? I think It's a little that, bit weird, isn't it? It is a little weird. Well, I think that's there's not something, so helpful. No, I think there's extre <laughs> something extremely dated about it. Yeah. I don't want to bash locks. That's the thing. And the, the teachers and stuff, but... um, They don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> They're not on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> and they, they... But the thing I think they thought that you would leave there and you would either go to like NYU or something and then you would go do theater and which like for Finn Whitrock I think he did I mean people did go straight to Broadway from Juilliard you know yeah. so like for those people but you're sitting here in LA and my whole thing is when I was 18 I was like I never even thought of going to college because I was like, I'm going to be on a sitcom. I didn't go to college. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Or I'm, do something along those lines in that world. Yeah, something. we're just here already. Yeah, like, look it at shouldn't... you, the Tyra pose, <laughs> that, that uh, hunch. Oh, yeah. That... <laughs> I love it. Okay, keep going. So, Sorry. <laughs> so then, like, my senior year, again, my, the, like, this one woman, Flora Plum, she was the director at Theater 4. Did you have Flora Plum? Of course I did. So she, like, hand-selected my monologue. She took me under her wing. Is she related to Eve Plum from the Brady Jan Bunch? Brady's sister. I think there's some kind of angry thing between them, but that's what everybody used to say, that she was jealous of her sister for whatever. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I think that was like the legend and lore, but that's... Who could, knows? Yeah. And so I did a Richard the Second monologue and this thing from the Actors' Nightmare for this huge competition, so I won that award. So I had this award under my belt. I had gone along. So at this point, I'm like, okay. Like, I, I just won first place for acting, and I went to the one arts high school in L.A., like, I've got to be able to do this. Like, there's no reason why I, I'm not. And I think sometimes with things like that really young, it does get to your head. Like, I think I even had, like, a, well, why wouldn't I be, oh, you wow. know, like this, gr like this grand duchess, just like, I'm the greatest actor of my time. Like, I don't know where I learned. Don't you think that's powerful, though, that actually, like, makes you just keep going and feel it, or does it hurt you later? You know what? It hurt my method acting. And so I really had to get, like, a lot of my ego, like, broken down, as they do in kind of method training or miser. Or real life. Yeah, and I was so good at... Per yeah, real life yeah. did it more than anything else. Yeah, me too. I think the problem was I was so good at performing on stage. I was always aware of my audience. I could speak to the last row, row without yelling. Like, I just had an enormous, like, stage understanding yeah. that if you put me on camera, I was too either big. too big or really freaked out about my own, like... Because of my gender and coming out, and this is, like, way before gay marriage, so, like, even being gay and, like, not looking like a... 
a, a model or a football player, you know, it was like, oh, I want to hear about the this. camera on my yeah. face. Like that's self-conscious, awkward and like, super self-conscious. And then like, just also like not really emotionally available enough to like just feel back and forth or have that on camera like experience since I was a child. Why weren't you emotionally available? Just well, I think two reasons. I think as gay people, we're like extremely oppressed. And so that makes you like shut down your emotions. So it's like, I'm going to be strong enough to be like, you can't hurt me. So I'm not going to feel anything, but I'm going to be witty and sassy and have a great comeback. Ugh, that makes me feel sad. Oh, it's so horrible. And yeah. there's men in their late thirties in this city that are still suffering from that if they don't get the proper like therapy or training. Um, and then also I was like prescribed Adderall cause they thought I was ADD. <laughs> and what I figured out is it destroys your central nervous system. Oh really? Which all of your emotional availability comes from your solar plexus inside of like that's why your gut you know when you feel something like i just got a gut reaction okay and adderall damages that so it makes it harder i mean if you're on adderall give me some i know i was gonna say do you have any right now (laughs) i guess i just ate it i did an adderall addict and he took 30 no he took eight 30 milligram tablets a day is he dead? No, I don't know. We He's going to die. And so I, sorry. I told just, him, I go, I can't date an addict. And just like we would fight so much and all these things. And he just thought I was the crazy. He was he like. He must not have felt anything. Well, that's when you're you telling like me that. And I, and I that whole other thing. And I couldn't be near him. And I just thought, I have to get away from this. And, and he was just so mad at me because he's like, I gave up on him. And I didn't. Or that it wasn't. He wasn't really an addict. He didn't think it was a real problem. But it is such a problem. Sorry, when you tell me this and you're telling me what it does to your insides. I'm like, oh, my God. Then I was. Well, and the other thing is, like, if I um, who's texting us? Who's no, I'm texting just getting us? More and more money. Oh, um, oh my God! I can't we talk believe about it. That too? How funny! Yes, that we got to talk about everything. And I also want to know what, what the proper therapy is. You said for so to get over all that vigilance, you know, or like being shut down emotionally um, as a defense mechanism. But we'll put a pin in that. But okay, we have four pins. So um, we have four well, pins. I would say too the thing with the Adderall. It's like if you're an accountant or like a tech person and you're at a computer every day and that's what you do. No offense to you at the computer. He's um, very creative. I believe it. And handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then I don't know. Maybe it works for you, but like, and maybe a low dosage, and maybe like one, not eight of those, yeah. is fine. I don't know. I'm not everyone's doctor. What but were you from, on? I was on like a time release twenty, twenty milligrams. Okay, but my work and my art was not asking of my intellectual space. Compl- or it was, but it was asking so much of my emotional space. Yeah. If I wanted to be better, I didn't want to just be, like, somebody who was on... T- I never liked, like, CW shows. Like, I always, even at a young age, poo-pooed, like, that style of acting. Which, yeah. now I look back sometimes, I'm like, oh, that was a brilliant moment. Or, like, yeah. oh, actually, this is they're really good for teenagers, you know? But, but I the- desired to be, you know, like, the b- greatest, best emotional Academy Award winning level of a, oh. you know, actor that I could be. And even if it took me 20 years, I'll do everything. I, I, I just had that kind of thing. I'll do it. Yeah. And if that means ripping my insides out to, like, feel everything, then let's go for it. Is that you where know? you're at now, do you think? Or are you still guarded? Or no, I know we're jumping. I'm there. I'm there. You no, are? <laughs> uh, it. You know what? At this point, it's weird because... I won't know until I'm in this situation. So yeah. if I, so every once in a while I'll have an audition where I'm like floored. I'm like not bawling on purpose, but I'm so affected and I'm completely there and I'm wet, like just like filled up. And if I'm with a really good director and a really good writing situation where I've had in some of in breaking through this like really fun, um, really raw class, um, I got definitely got to those places. For Freckle and Caleb Gallo, it's a comedy. So, like, I 
I always play to the truth and to the honesty of it, so I'm not thinking, oh, try to be funny. But there is definitely in comedy a timing, a rhythm that you would almost kind of throw away if you were just trying to hit an emotional place. And also, it's just not that serious. You know, it's not about Freckle having a miscarriage. You know, or but that'd be interesting. They should explore that. Yeah, then then maybe it's. I think again, it would be shaped around why it would be funny that Freco would have a miscarriage, as like an alien, maybe. Yeah. Um, and not like literally me going into a place as a human being who has to experience having a miscarriage. So there's also styles and and forms. So can I just like whip it out right now? I don't know, but like, can I get there? I think yeah, I can now because of the training. Yeah. And and therapy, you know, and also I became obsessed with Eckhart Tolle and and um Really? So that was that something, age, yeah. and Buddhism and Taoism. At how old like, is that? How old? Like twenty two. And I was 22. taking all that Adderall, so I was sitting in my room journal writing <laughs> oh, wow. about opening up the chakras, opening the soul, like releasing, letting go of the past, like dropping into the past, like understanding psychology, psychological structures, you know, family, yeah. um, dynamics, parental regression, you know, like I just like became obsessed with studying all that and like living and breathing it. And yeah. so I think I've really grown from that. So then, but so here I was, like, ripe, ready, and, like, skin much better than it is now. You know, like, wrinkleless. And I was like, well, thank you very much. I was like, I don't know how to get an agent. I don't know how to, I don't even know how to, like, get a job. Like, then that, so here I'm, like, so ready, completely, like, uh, what's the word? Um, Aptitude, like, able to work. And then it was, like, like miles until I could even and like you can't just mail your headshot to it yeah an agency they get 50 a day they throw them away so it was like really truly a matter of like everything has happened magically but um the other thing was I was like well I don't have like this typical model appearance that somebody might look at a headshot and go you know one of those five lover best friend pals um who was on a huge network show yeah um Oh. And there is some stuff you can find of us oh. on his own YouTube page, but oh. I, I won't mention names and I won't get into that. Um, Ed Westwick? That's a good guy. I don't know who that is. But, <laughs> but, he, uh, but um, he had that look. Like, he, like, at 18, was like, you know, teeny bop, like, bubblegum magazine, like, um, Tiger Beat. You know, yeah, like, yeah. just was like one of those boys. And so it was a different. It wasn't like that. And then, and he could act straight. So it's like, oh, at that God. point, even if I did have a meeting with someone, it was like, whoa, gay was still so terrifying. They could not put a gay person on television and broadcast that to middle America. Yeah. So here I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do? What so do as you a do? joke, I went on American Idol and I sang I Touch Myself. You did? <laughs> Why did. are we starting with this story like this late in the game? I don't know. Do you I think will... they're still listening? They're yes. Probably... Okay. Yes. So, um, okay. So you, what? Yeah, because I was obsessed with Austin Powers and that whole moment with the fembots and I don't want anybody else. Yes. So I was like, well, because we're so growing up in L.A., like I and especially the arts high school, like to to me, I'm like my crew, like American Idol was like a joke. Totally. You didn't take it. It wasn't a cool thing. It was like an awful thing. So my idea and I was really into punk, Ashton Kutcher's punk. Oh, my God. Like candy camera. So I was like, I'm just going to go on and sing. I touch myself. I didn't realize that you go through four rounds of producer sessions. What the fuck? Once a month. You keep driving to Marina Del Rey. It's not. It's so fake. And that um, there was a huge stadium at the Rose Bowl. And I did my whole thing. And they were just like, yes, yes, yes. So I just was a freak, you know. And I was like, um, I didn't mean to say yeah so quick after you. Yes, you're like, <laughs> no, I, I waved that flag. I now, did not. Now I'm hungry for my churro or I my want... tortilla chips. I you know? did not mean 
that in a race. I think we weren't recording yet. When we, do they even know I'm a Latina over here? They do. Latinx. We were recording the, um, the minute when you walked in. Oh, we. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so we got that whole bit. We got that, that whole bit of me being racist. Um, you're not racist. Okay. But, um, Listen. Okay. You're like but, I was a freak, and I'm like, uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> Well, and, and, then, and then I and then it was like I went through all these rounds and then I went in and Katy Perry was the guest judge that day and I like did my bit knowing I wasn't gonna get through it wasn't about that I was just like I'm just gonna fuck with them yeah and then I guess like they all got it they were like this is a joke or like oh haha like but they're lucky to have you though it was that's getting, what I think well it aired and Katy Perry the the whole bit that and then they used it in the ad in the Super Bowl to promote um, American Idol during the Super Bowl you were aired what um, year was this like 2008 or something you can google it Jason Green American Idol I touched myself incredible um, and so basically Katy Perry I guess just like Again, and I think it has to do with her, like, Christian upbringing and, like, gay humor. This almost 10 years ago was, like, not as visible as it was. So it was considered, like, freaky and scary. And they put this, like, I mean, I am somewhat creepy because I'm intense, you know? I'm like... Oh, my God! <laughs> or I could be perceived. But they definitely played this, like, doom, doom, doom. Music, like just because I was an open gay man, yeah. So there's that aspect. I'm laughing at how ridiculous that oh, is. Oh, like... disgusting. But okay, so then she goes, "I feel dirty," and I was like, "Katie, you make me feel dirty. I've seen those videos." And she's tra- she goes, "I know, I know. It takes a lot for me to feel dirty." And I said, "I bet it does, especially in that top." Because she had her tits to the wind more than I'd seen at the Renaissance Fair. Oh, my God. Was this on the air? On the air. And then the judges start laughing. And they're like, okay, thank you. And then I give Ryan Seacrest my number. You did? Uh, You got to watch it. Is he gay? I don't know. Probably. I don't. Honestly, I don't know anymore. I I don't even know what gender I am anymore. I mean, I mean. uh, (laughs) All right. I don't know. I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing on that. Uh, Me too. (laughs) So, so, but I definitely knew walking out of the situation, I was like, Oh my God. There was too much excitement from everyone around. I was like, that shit's probably going to air. Like, I did it as a joke. It wasn't like as methodical, but I was like, oh my God. Because I'm still like 22. At, oh, it was 21. 21. At the time. And then, um, but also knowing, like, I'm powerful. You know, I like got into this arts high school. I won this award. Like, I'm on American Idol. And like, you're, but you're not like everybody else, which is a blessing. It's just a cred- an incredible thing. But yeah, finding your way. So you're fucking figuring it out. You're not. So this airs. This is and then it was crazy because because it's it was the number one show at the time. So it was like 38 million or whatever. Oh my god. That is Ellen DeGeneres talked about it. I did a Fox News interview. Did you go but, on Ellen DeGeneres? No, she just talked about it. Right, Bitch well. didn't bring me on. God damn it! Who the <laughs> hell does she think she thinks she is? God <laughs> damn it! Yeah, you know that. You know that. You okay. know I'm. I don't even know if I like her on. Um, National TV. I, I miss her when she was the bad boy next door doing drugs, you know, I agree. licking toads. I agree. So, Wait, do we um, not like Katy Perry now? Do we do we like her now with the blonde hair? Or, no. Well, no. I'm just saying, like, after that, she was an well, asshole to you. Like, I can yeah, never even that, listen to an old, funny, weird pop song that I might have liked. I still liked. love, but I think I love the production and whoever wrote, You Think I'm Pretty. With the, you know, you make me feel like um, all of those are still so good. Yeah. I throw my oh wait, that's a whole different song. That's dynamite. 
I throw my hands up in the air sometime. Is that her? No, it's it's somebody else. But I think Bonnie McKee <laughs> writes all those songs, yeah. and I like her, so I'll li- I'll still listen to those tracks and like be okay. like, yeah, I kissed a girl. I don't have that same thing where I'm like, oh yeah, you suck, so I can't hear your music. Don't play that around me. Yeah. I'm not a diva. I just expected more from her. I'm just shocked oh, to hear I this. Mean, I think everyone did, and I think that the video will make an emergence. I mark my words. I'm gonna post it. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Um. And so that was that, which, because there's kind of a dark side to it. So she talked about, I did this Fox News interview. It was really funny in San Diego. And I like cut, I had really long hair and I cut it off for the interview. And I was like, good morning, San Diego. So you got to watch that. And I had Chrissy, the like, I said, there's a new weather boy in town. And she just like, because I was hyper as fuck. I was on Adderall. I was 21. I want more of this. Yes, always. Yeah, it's just like a different me. And then I thought it was so, I thought it would just be so evident and clear to everyone that this was a joke like a total prank right but the like youtube comments for pages of pages were well the funny ones were like gay that's gay it's like well duh like what but then like other like this is the creepiest thing like this gave me shivers down my spine like who is that if I saw that person on the street I'd sock them like flaming fags begin to burn should burn in hell this is a rapist this is like a child killer like on the loose like People just, because that uh, is what people still, like, 1950s stereotype of gay men, like, I don't know. And so to be 21 and grow up in L.A. and go to an arts high school and not know that world, not know that. Oh, because you were living in such a bubble where you're just and, you. Yeah. And, and everything's cool. kind of like, yeah. like, I grew up with Haim. The Haim girls were, Esty was a year older than, or Esty was two years older, Danielle was a year younger than me, and Alana was three years younger. Yeah. They all went to Loxa, too? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so I know those between, girls. between, like, sleepovers in the valley with them, and they're, like, hoots, you know? Yeah. And, like, running around with Kesha, and, like, just, like... Kesha? Oh, yeah. There's there's what? a lot in here. Oh, my God. So, like... Let it out. Yeah, and, like, and the, and the art school. Like, just yeah. every... Like, being weird was cool. And, like, this... Like, my time, too, was, like, before vintage thrift store shopping. Like, it was, like... We all went to Goodwill and like bought, you know, like yeah. that's so that kind of style was before it like hit Urban Outfitters and like American Apparel and then like kind of became you're mainstream. Not and like, you're still in your 20s. You're like well, back in the no, day. I'm pushing there, but like whatever. It's yeah, how it's kind of or just then I guess just like I get it. People though. were people were still Hollister, Abercrombie. Oh, whoa. Like, gross. Laguna. I love. Oh, Laguna I love Beach, the hills. Like, Didn't you but, love the hills? Not as much as Laguna Beach, but like that style. Like, yeah. Or like early Kardashian, that kind of like. Oh wow, that was never my style. No. But I would watch the shows to be like, wow, people are so weird. Like those to me are the are freaky the people. Freaky, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I've said this before on this podcast where it's like, you didn't have an awareness of this kind of reaction that could happen on on YouTube because essentially you were living in a bubble because you live in a major metropolitan city and. It's cool to be, you know, different and artsy and kooky and whatever. And, like, those are all my friends are all the freaky weirdos. Like, mm-hmm. these are my people. Like, I don't understand meathead Miami kind of normal. Like, that's that's freaky to me. And so, racism, homophobic and sexist. Yeah. And- so sexism, racism and homophobia, when I come across them, I'm like, oh, my, it's so disappointing. It's so like, oh, yeah, I live in a bubble. But I've said before, because people are so mean when they go, Alexa, you live in a bubble. And I go, yeah, I'm glad I live in this bubble. I just wish the whole world lived in the bubble you're with like me. You're Glenda's beautiful yeah! bubble. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You're really loving those. I really uh, love these churros. Wait, are they good or are they gross? They're, They're kind of. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, but I'm like. You know you what? Know. <laughs> 
I'm hungry. I didn't get a chance to eat. And um, I'm just feeding my baby, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and churro also, flavored. I love hot Cheetos. So it's hard to be like, are they good or are they gross? It's like, mm. well, hot Cheetos are better than those. Better than the what you're eating right now. You want some? I don't know. I know. I just can't. You've had them? I've had them. Like, you just buy these on the regular? Is that what they were? No. I had this in a, I had an event called mm. Girls Night In, and they sponsored the event. Chips happen. These Himalayan pink salt mm-hmm. chips. I'm sponsored. Try these those are great. It's the what, first. What is. Um, but I didn't give you, you the churro flavor because you're Latina. Latina. I don't know. Oh, my God. I've already fucked up. We're back up. to it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, God. What Let are these me... events? How are you getting them sponsored? And now that I'm on this um, Venmo campaign, <gasps> like, I want to find, maybe I need to be your understudy or, like, oh, God. figure out how you do this meat. Because I really actually now, oh, so, long story short. That, yeah, we're talking about your life story. Agent, how did that was, happen? Was it hard? No, that wasn't hard. Because, like, growing up. Lemon here, lime? Had, no, um, Rod Barron in the Valley. Who I'm with, actually. They're my commercial agent. I don't really go out on commercials because I don't need to. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know, and actually, that was my best training, was going on, like, probably 100 commercial um, auditions and getting the mechanics of, like, waiting in the lobby, feeling the energy, like, driving and parking your car, like, that muscle memory. Yeah. To then, when I finally got them represented now, um, because of Caleb Gallo and stuff like that uh, by Abrams, the vice president is my mm-hmm. personal agent and Very authentic. Cool. So I have the same management. Oh. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm there, you know, but I'm not trying to brag. It's just this is for, I hope that like gender fluid young people will then be like, I can do it too. In other words. Who are other gender fluid young people who no are idea. acting? No, no idea. idea. You're like, I don't want to know. I don't. <laughs> You're like, I'm it. Yeah. You know what? I am it. <laughs> it. Me, right here. Um, they can do prosthetics and they can do digitization to my face. Um, they have the money. I know it. Um, no, no. I just met, like, it just took so long. So it, I just want to express my journey that, like, things weren't just handed. And so then even commercially. And then, and so I'd go on these commercial auditions. I wasn't, the first one was kind of this, like, weird Doritos ad. And they needed, like, a Rocky Horror person. And I, like, got oh. really close. I didn't get anything, but I learned a lot. And then my first commercial was Sony PlayStation. Uh, It's such a long story, but it's a good story. Um, (laughs) They needed guys with long hair. And the gag was that from behind you see the guy with long hair, and they whip around and they say, get your game face on. (laughs) So it was just supposed to be that kind of like joke. Nailed it. Oh, completely nailed it. Thought it was hilarious. All the guys in there were like buff guys with long hair. So I was like, none of them I read as a woman. I read as like a woman. And then they decided to put me in a black lace thong, asked me to wax my ass, and I had a blonde wig. Did they I mean, pay for the wax? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got... Okay, good. It's been considered. Uh, yeah, it wanna... all got through it eventually. Okay, and then I whip around and I'm like, get your game face on. But it like... I don't think they even realized that they were making a trans, like, it's like the worst trans kind of bad stereotype in media that you could do, so it never aired. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I That's wanted. Annoying. I wanted it to I be wa- controversial yeah, I and don't... everywhere and be the... Yeah, I don't know what side to stand on right there. Well, you're on my side. That's I love that we're, this is the first time we're having exclusive, like, eating chips on the, oh, on the bike. No, no, it's great. No, it's really great. killing people's ears? They're, they're, like, like, literally, like... Maybe they're, maybe they're jerking off to it. <laughs> that could be very hot. People, you know, who knows what people's fetishes well, are. Well, I was really blunt. I'm glad you talked. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast, so I oh, don't know. first podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Finding yeah, our way. You. God, I hope it's a good one. It's been great. I'm, I had I my have... first t- television. Well, I've had multiple. Um, oh, and then I was on a. I've had, like, brief God stints on reality shows. At Which Japan, ones? At, like, Brad Brad World, like, where literally I, like, talk very quickly. And then, like, American Idol and stuff. But I had not had my television debut until 
Search Party, which will season two, which I was in New York last week filming. Who do you play in Search Party? Can we talk um, about it? Yeah, uh, I don't know, actually. Maybe not. <laughs> I think so. I, no, actually, I don't. No, because it's a murder mystery, so like, you know, or like, it, that's like the genre. <laughs> I just oh, shit incredible. it. <laughs> there were so many emotions like, yes, yes, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't and I won't. Because well, I don't want them to cut it. I, I mean, know, they totally won't. Oh, them, God. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, but they might because then that's the craziest thing. So then I did this Magnum ice cream commercial that was like emphasis on lady boys. I was like blonde eating a mat. So I have all these. When awful- was that? I can't believe you get your this phone like- on vibrate on the podcast. <laughs> Put it on silent. Leave it, leave uh, no, it on it the table. No, it is on silent, but it's, it I don't know how to take it off vibrate. I don't, okay. I don't Who knows anymore? Yeah. Okay, listen. So I did this thing and I go into the audition and they're like, all right, it's for Magnum ice creams. We're looking for like gender fluid, um, it, which is, or transvestites at the time. They didn't even know the Right word. You're burping on do... my podcast. Unfucking believable. Just that, yeah, like, everything screaming. is amplified. This is a microphone. Then you should have put it like me back <laughs> there, and I could have spoke regularly. I have a giant voice, and I don't know how to control it. Oh god! You know what? I don't want to stifle you. Okay, yeah, so this you is funny. You're like loudest. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> So they bring us in, and they were like, sit in that chair and eat the ice cream, and we're gonna play some music, and we want you to flirt with the camera, and they play like Sade, you know, like oh my god. God. And then I'm about to sit down. And he goes, but don't take a huge chunk out of it or anything. Make it classy. And I went, ew, I'm a school teacher. Like, gross. <laughs> so, so. But then, of course, I whipped my hair. And, like, I just ate it very delicately to, like, smooth operator. That's not shutter. But, um, and so I get this. I film this huge thing. And they cut me out. So I'm always getting like I was like going getting so far and then getting cut out. That so. happens to me too. The book, I don't know. I, uh, I, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. You know, right? we're creative, uh, exotic people in the world. I'm like anybody else. Yeah, and I was really getting to a point not to throw the talent to acting, but I was really getting to a point where I was like, oh, I, I there was a lot of st- I was getting really close to gigs that they would say they'd pull me aside and they'd be like, is there any way you can be a little less gay? Oh, like, really? can you tone down for the commercials? Yeah. yeah, and I kept. Do you being shave? Like, Would you shave your face and go in the long hair and then and then speak in a lower register? Like, how was like? How do you not? How are you no, navigating this? At this point, I was like less aware. I wasn't like shifting my like playing with my appearances, playing with my gender, or even playing with my voice so much. I was just yeah. like me. So I would like nail the comedy. I would like be people would like it, and they'd be like, "It's just they're so confused." Yeah, and they're like, and it was funny because it was they weren't confused by like. It wasn't even gender fluid trans stuff yet, because this wasn't even topical or uh, trending. It was like, we don't know if we can like just even have you be gay. It was like they were just like, God, we love you. We just wish you were straight. Wow. And I'd be like, well, I can't at this moment in time. I couldn't play straight. I was too young. I was too like not like in control of my instrument and like, I don't know. And also, I had like a moral agenda of like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, Except gay me. people eat Skittles, like, yeah. And again, this is before gay marriage, so this was before it would even be like cool to have a gay commercial. Oh my god! It was like all this. So I really was getting to this point where I was like, if anybody says anything about my sexuality or gender, I'm gonna look the casting director in the eye and say, "Fuck you." Good. And when I got to that point, I started booking stuff. So it was like, and that was the PlayStation Magnum ice cream. But then I still was at like, geez. So then gay became trendy. Gay became popular. There was the gay couple, Modern Family. Gay marriage was like happening, and like. I wasn't even reading gay. Like, I couldn't even Now be, you weren't gay enough? I wasn't gay enough, or I just was, like, not this, like, stereotypical or, like, awful idea of, like, a gay, like, hairstylist or hairdresser. 
And I was starting to like really drop into my gender transformation or transcendence. How or did that happened. So at first you were okay. Let, you're, would, you were you're like I'm gay, mm-hmm. and then it you had this new internal discovery. And and how did that happen? I I think what was going on that I got really into Kundalini yoga. Is this true? Yeah. Okay. And I got really into meditation, and I just got like really into like letting my heart explode out of my chest. And like at that point, I felt like a spiritual liftoff of like things that were pen- pedantic or plebeian. You know, like I was no longer in a realm. I just like didn't even feel or see or want to see people as their genders, but rather the energy they were occupying space in. And that's how I began to like truly feel like I began to like find my breath and my like happiness coming from a place that was not man-made and constructed and society constructed. So like as I was like stretching my wings like a butterfly out of a cocoon and like like dyeing my hair blonde and wearing like just like gowns to just wear or like makeup and just like getting acrylic nails just to have just, acrylic nails like because you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like letting this like blossoming or like um yeah, blossoming is a good one. Just kind of like experience happen and still And then at one period I was like working out with a trainer and like getting kind of muscular and I would like find this like inner masculinity, but then I've always felt felt the divine femininity. So sometimes I like to think I'm just split gender. You are. (laughs) You know, or Burdash, Native Americans actually had a name for it, uh, Burdash, which was two-spirit. And they were the medicine people of the town or the storytellers, the entertainers, which sounds very in alignment. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I just feel like I live, I exist. It wasn't until I would say maybe a year and a half or two years ago that I had even heard the word gender fluid. So, yeah. like, if I had known that word from when I was 18, I would just be like, nah, I'm gender fluid. Yeah. Like, it just would have been so much easier to. So, I didn't. So, then when that word came around, I was like, oh, okay. For you, let me uh, say I'm gender fluid. Oh, you know, got and then it. now the new thing in the semantics world of. Which is funny because the, this new the kids or these college kids are like on point with the words that, that like which is it's prob- it's problematic itself and annoying and it's really destructive to comedy. But um, don't you think? Totally, absolutely. But I also am like, hey, it's the time. So like, roll. I'd rather flow with the times. You're and, like, so right. Let them like dictate than like let the old assholes dictate. You know, and yeah. find a happy medium. And so then like I think the newish terminology is like non-binary. Non-binary. Gender non-binary. Yeah. Gender non Well, non-conforming was around for a minute, and I was like, ooh, I like that because I don't conform. Yeah. But I think it's like this non-binary, gender-fluid kind of... Non-binary, gender-fluid. So you just... You are your soul. You're an essence. You do what you feel. Yeah. You don't, I let like, my heart explode out of yeah. my chest. I almost want to burst into tears because I feel like you had to go, like... Your, your time here... But, but no, but your time no. here is like... But your time here is really special. Like, you're here... At a very interesting moment, because you had to go through like uh, feeling different, not knowing what was going on, like just uh, even going out in auditions, finding your place, not being accepted, and like navigating this whole thing. And then now we're in this time where things are like, I don't want to say politically correct, but it's like people we're exploring and trying to be more open and just I don't know, like yeah, it, it is. It's, well, it is when you say the time, like it's an interesting time. Like I, I'll come around to like it. I feel like if if we're all kind of like souls spiraling in if time and space is an illusion yeah and we've been around forever and yeah. we'll continue to it's be all around happening forever, at once yeah yeah then it is like i kind of like came and visit this planet at this moment at this time and i 
I guess the apprehension is like, I don't want to sound crazy or like no. to be judged, but it's like, I do think there's been something in the pit of my stomach since I was a little, little, little kid that has always known that I had a purpose on this planet. Yeah. Um, and then I created these mantras when, <laughs> during those spiritual years, you want to hear them? Yeah. The first one is, um, my purpose on this planet is to focus all my energy into love and light up the world. And so that like came, that has just always been the objective. And then I woke up from a dream one time. This is when like, you know, when you're in your like early twenties and like friend groups and people and like social scenes and cattiness and judgment and oh, just God. even amongst your own people. It's yeah, like, I hate that. It's oh. I just do not. Yeah, I'm not part of that at all. And I <laughs> remove. I would rather sit in. Um, my dad's, you know, my dead dad's empty house and like look out the window than like be a part of it. And like, and, um, but I woke up from a dream and I wrote, uh, there's so much love for you and me. Let me teach you open heart theory. Let in love deflect hate. It's all about the give and take. If you stay open to me, I'll stay open to you. Don't close off and stay inside. Come out and play and let's show this planet a brand new way. It's my only piece of writing (laughs) that I have. Oh my goodness, that is so wonderful and beautiful. I'm trying not to break into tears or burst into tears. How old are you when you when you woke up from a dream and, and wrote that, that down? That was like 23. 23. Yeah. Can I? Oh no, younger. That was like the American. It was like 22. Look. Okay. Don't look. My nose is running. I don't want you to see that. <laughs> you totally look. You I look. Didn't you look right at me. Oh, well. oh my nose is running. Well, I don't do what I'm told. I, <laughs> you won't conform. Oh, I'm going to chew these over here, here. You chew this over here. I'm going to tell you, this is my poem. I woke up from a dream myself. I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm not trying to do that. I just want to, you know, you opened yourself up to me. I'm going to do the same. Second grade, woke up from a dream, wrote this poem down. I swear to God. Now I'm a little bit shy, but here's the poem. Are we here or somewhere else as a figment of your imagination? For if we exist in only your mind, what a brain to have made such creation. I don't know what that means exactly, but here's what I wow. think. But here's what I thought. The, oh, the, this is in second grade is when I just always thought like, which I feel like people I like are talking about I the word exist in second grade. I know. I was, uh, you know, it's, it's not a mistake that I'm here. I'm here yeah. to do some important stuff we're and right that we're now. here right now together. Looking like each other. That's how I feel. But, uh, oh yeah, I just used to think that like we were someone else's dream. Like we're having this pot, but somebody else is asleep, have, dreaming about us, and then when we go to sleep is when they wake up. Mm. Anyway, I thought that was pretty neat. I think it's really cool. It reminds me of that like old like Zen proverb, which is like, "Am I a man dream? Am I a butterfly dreaming that I'm a man, or am I a man dreaming that I'm a butterfly?" Oh my god, I can't believe it. Who knew? I was so deep and brilliant so deep. at such a young age. Tapped day. in and tuned in. It's L.A. We were in yeah. the we were in the. Better climate. <laughs> We're in zone 24. It's actually a growing term. You can grow a lot of things in zone 24 in LA. Oh my God, zone 24. But you know what's really interesting is the Native Americans didn't want to come to Hollywood because they thought the, the, the earth in Hollywood had this like darkness. And, oh, really? And it kind of makes sense why like there's so much like chaos and like evil in, in Hollywood. Is there? There's all the good stuff too, though, right? Oh, of course. But, well, now I like to say when people try to blame things, I'm like, Hollywood isn't a location. It's not one specific thing. First of all, it's in New York and here. It's all over. And now it's everywhere. everywhere and it's just a metaphor yeah. for, um, and there's no one person that's doing anything wrong. I just meant the, like, the racism and the sexism and the power and the, yeah. and the like, you know, the 
people who put Judy Garland on all those uppers when she was three years old. Oh, you know? man. Like, I was thinking of that kind of chaos yeah. of, like, Hollywood. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, wait, there's more I want to get to. Okay, so, wait. So, that's your poem. You woke up. You wrote this down. You are about 20-something or very young. Um, you start finding your way. Because where, where, where were we? But this and then important. swimmingly, I just like began to transcend gender at that point. And then you started, okay, okay. And then Freckle emerged, and I started doing... How? I don't know. It just came to and me. And when I did you meet called, Caleb? Well, Brian, or then not Caleb. No, so Brian John Alvarez, I had met, he, so one of my best friends went to USC. A lot of my friends went to USC for acting, and I didn't, but I would go and party. So then I just met everyone. Same yeah. with NYU. And because um, we're from LA, you know, you yeah. just like meet her. It gets small really quick. Have you been here the whole time or did you move to New York? No, no. I stayed in LA the whole time. You did? The whole, I know. Really? I never left. Are you joking? No, the Silver Lake. That was me r- walking a dog around the Silver Lake Hills running around. Oh or my the goodness. reservoir, yeah. Yeah. I've stayed so local. I'm like the moss. But I'm, <gasps> I had this like freckle name and then I started doing like. What I considered my vaudeville years at Akbar, I would just like get up and perform and do little ditties on the mic and yeah. lip sync. And um, and then Brian was one of the friends I had met at USC and we just didn't, he would like put me in his like little movies he made. And then he, and I was always telling him because he was also having a difficult time. He was so talented, had has so much energy, but it was like not matching with the kind of like the current contemporary the ABC Hollywood that I think that he thought he was supposed to want and I was like you're so funny or you have these voices and characters what, go to Groundlings like go do that and he's like I don't know and I was like go and so he started doing Groundlings flourished yeah and then started making these like one minute YouTube videos like um what happens when gay men see each other when straight men aren't around? Have you seen that? No. They, they went viral. There was a bunch, like... When, when was this? Like, I'd say a year and a half ago or two years ago. Only... Yeah. A, oh, wow. That's so recent. Very recent. And so then we did ours together, which was when your gender-fluid friend gets more attention from straight guys than you. And it's only one minute. And it was the birth of Freckle. And I had just... Uh, I don't know how to say this. Uh, my grandparent, my grandparents passed on, and my grandma left me some money. And so I, like, got this, be- like, overly expensive gorgeous palace studio apartment in the hills of Silver Lake so that I could just sit up there and feel like a queen and like wear like and I didn't have to work and I just wore slips and furs oh my and god like, this is my dream <laughs> you could it was mine too yeah <laughs> now you have it now the money's up oh <laughs> yeah. shit keep going I went through it blew, blew through it I didn't come for money um, we were okay, but I had lots of brothers and sisters. Um, had like no money at eighteen. I was an actor. I had to go and out and do it on my own. Um, and I didn't want to go to college. If I wanted to go to college, I would have been completely supported, but I didn't. Um, so I had to like you know toss salads and <laughs> I mean at a restaurant. Supported by who? Who would have supported you? My grandparents or my parents. You know, if had I had done a traditional path. Oh, to, like, interesting. But then they're like, but they're like, no. Okay. No, because like if you're going to do acting, it's like on your own. Got like, it. Time. So okay. And then um and then I came into like a chunk of change recently and uh went through it all so <laughs> but i am infinite and things are coming so and but, but, but go back to brian because I, I just don't want people to think i like have like too much money or have so much money or something um and then i don't want them to think that i've never had money because i did at a time <laughs> listen they know it all you're clearly not a liar you've expressed everything it's actually not even their business actually but uh, but now they know but yes yeah. so I'm like in the, I'm like everyone you you're know? like everyone I mean I, same thing happened to me when I had my I got bit by a dog when I was two and I got like money from the people whose dog it was or some kind of settlement and that was given to me when I was 18 I didn't go to college because I was like I want to move to New York and I'm going to travel and be a model or whatever the fuck I was doing 
And I just fucking blew through that money like a fucking idiot. It was supposed to go for my college fund, be my college fund, but I didn't go to college. And then it was mine, and nobody told me what to do with that money. <laughs> and, I, you know, you don't get any guidebook or kind of like uh, whatever. Did you have a lot of fun, though? I think I did, but I also feel like such a bonehead. And then later when I made money doing commercials, I was like, I'm gonna, every time I went to Target, I would spend like $400 or I go to Forever 21. Like, I think I blew all my money at like Target and Forever 21 and like eating out at M Cafe three times a day. Like an idiot. I don't so know. Dumb. I don't, I think that sounds like the good or life. Or living in the moment. I, yeah, I think that sounds really fun. Very like, I want to go to Target and Forever 21 and M Cafe right after yeah. this if I didn't have to work on this audition. Oh. So, um, okay, so keep going. So you're living there, uh, slips for. House, top of the hill and Brian would come visit me um, and we made this bit and you can see it in the one minute bit um, the the palace apartment and the, the furs and and um, and it's just it's it's this whole thing you know back and forth and you gotta watch it and I think the best line is um, I'm sitting there and we're talking about this guy he's like what are you doing and I'm like messaging this guy on messenger I met last night and he's like that's a straight guy straight guys don't hit on me and I go well, you're a gay boy. And he goes, well, so are you. And I go, hmm, I'm gender fluid. Ah! And then I'm wearing a slip, and I just take part of it down. And so my... Nip slip? Nip slip. And I go, nip slip. And he goes, is it? And I go, I don't know. Is it? And that, <laughs> people like that. And, and then he goes, do all these guys know you want to top them? And I go, I top them all. And so that was the birth of Freckle in this, like, one-minute video. And then he one day was just like, I wrote a pilot to a show, and I want to film it with my friends, and you're in it. And I was like, done. I had nothing else to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> but my hair and makeup. Jesus. <laughs> or, oh, we... What? Oh, one thirty. Oh, yeah. Do you have to go? No, I I don't. We'll get you in um, your 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just something I, I just, I have to get done today. No, I, I know. I have to be there at a certain time. Okay. So it's just. Because um, I just want to make sure I get your complete life story. And I hope, yeah. I, I hope. Uh, hope well, I think that's it. And then I. I um, well, so you, and then that turned into like, and then he made this. The hell, well, so how many episodes? Five, there's five episodes. Five episodes. And I did that. And um, a lot of it is, a lot of my character stuff. It's definitely a character. Like, Freckle is my amalgamation. Is that the right? Uh, amalgamation? Am, am, amalgam, yeah. Of, like, Judy Garland, Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, like, all my idols. Yeah. All the things that I... Th Aunt Freckle is this idea of, like, everyone's fun, wacky aunt. Yes! <laughs> you know, with a martini in hand. So, there, there's all these things that it's, like, in one way, is it me... Yes, because it's it's literally physically me, and so much of is it, so much of the things I say in the show are things I've said in real life. Like the line that is, I guess Tumblr it's had a recent reemergence, and like people are reposting this one line, which is sometimes things that are expensive are worse. So, and that's in the real. So, if you want to check out uh, Jason Green acting real, you can uh, Google that. And I think I might actually play the entire thing at the end of this podcast because there's so many incredible moments. Oh, just to hit listen. I mean, I know. That so now I'm now I want to I want a, a class on like how to actually speak. Like now, if I knew we were talking like this together, um, <laughs> I feel like it would be a whole different thing. And, You're doing great though. <laughs> but should I have done the whole uh, podcast from? That's for, that's for the next one. Oh, oh my okay. goodness. Instead, I actually don't know how loud I sound from here. Oh, I can hear I'm you though. Like, He's good. No, I bet, but I'm all, I'm sure they can do some blasting. No, you're fantastic. Maybe the chips were a bit much. <laughs> but uh, I think we're good. I think Completely we're good. Completely unaware. I'm like 
I, I have like an ounce of glamour, but I'm You're pure like, oh, trash. I've love- always been in, um, um, and I like trashy, but I the perfect ideal guy for me is like uh, Kelly Bundy's like boyfriend, like a date, just like oh. long haired tattoos. Oh my god, leather jacket. like a Hesher kind of vibe. Yeah. Oh my god, I know you had Peg Bundy on your. Uh, you have Peg Bundy and you have Angelica Houston from like Husbands and Wives or something on your Instagram. And I remember like freaking out because I like I used to go to tapings of Married with Children with my dad when I was really little and just like love Katie Segal and whatever Steven Segal Segal we get it never mind yeah Katie Segal Segal um, but here wait okay so how did you end up becoming everybody's muse your friends everybody how do you end up popping up on all of these you know famous fancy cool people's insta stories you're, you're everywhere I look. I'm like what they're friends too I can't I mean I get it but it's like well, how do you, you know? How do you? I don't. I'm a loser. <laughs> well, I'm gonna bring you around. I'm so just then you start to... no. You you have this infectious, wonderful personality, and it's like everybody like adores you, and I don't blame them. And I get it. How, Thank you but, so much. But how did this like? How did you begin? Like, I don't know. Like, how did this happen? <sighs> do people just start falling in love with you? Falling in love with you and adoring you from your from your work? Do they see you and just want to be I, near you? I, I don't blame think them. So, but and I also think. Um, the artist seduction helped. What? Did it really? <laughs> no, that's a so joke. Naive. And the I'm power not... of now. Um, I think I love at my heart and core, which is diff. I'm. I know it's different. Some of my best friends aren't the same, and some of my like um, the closest people in my life are just not the same. And I love them for the way they are and their points of view, and being particular, like liking certain kinds of people, but having a stiff hand against certain types of people, you know, or, or just, like, not liking everybody. What do you mean? I don't, I don't want to... Like, lean in that mic a okay. little more. Okay. I just truly, genuinely, like, just love people. Yeah. Like, love people watching, love talking to people, and, like, feel, like, actual palpable, like, love for people every day, all the time. Yeah. And... I like people and I like, I get along with people really like, so I don't have that thing that I know a lot of people have like, oh, I don't like that type of person. I like, oh, I don't like them. Or, and I'm always like, oh, okay. I don't share that. So oh, like, wow. and, but I also get it. I'm like, oh, I get why you wouldn't, you know, like, oh yeah, you probably aren't going to have that much fun in this group or you're probably yeah. not going to have this much fun at this party. Yeah. Or you're probably not going to like have the best conversation with this person. And like, there's always things like with guys on guys that can either be conflicting or harmonious or like girls on girls can be either like just weird or it's great. It's usually a chemistry thing. Yeah. It's rare. I just like, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery mystery. to me why people adore me. That's so sweet that they do. I love it. Maybe it's because I adore them so much. Yeah. I wonder if it's like this mirrored thing. Like I love people. Yeah. So then I think people like me. Do you ever get insecure or spiral? Because when I look at you, I just go like, you know, even at the birthday party at like last weekend, you're just like you're on stage and you're, you're you seem so unselfconscious. You're so brave and fearless, and then and then navigating the party, you're just like the life of the party, so happy. And I, I can get very in my head and spiral and I'm like, does everybody hate me? Oh my god, is everything okay? And like, uh, like I feel like uh, on, sober or on weed, do you feel that way? <laughs> like, I mean, sober. You, I don't okay, smoke weed because okay. that would do my head. Because that I think like that those voices sound like a weed. A weed. I feel thing. like if I. It's like a full moon period, uh, yeah. like hungover me. Oh, is oh, that hungover is can always have like a, a strange um, um, anxiety. I think definitely, if anything, at times maybe some anxiety more than like insecurity, but also 
tons and lots of insecurity in my early 20s that I feel like just like my gender, like feather by feather, have just molted <laughs> what's yeah, that word well, and, and, Molt, is that like when I, let's just go with it yeah mulching i mean uh, <laughs> there's a word maybe they'll look that up yeah, Aristotle. <laughs> like when or shedding like it yeah. all has just shed off that like i don't even think in the terms that i used to think of years ago i don't even like what people not like i mean like i just don't even think about somebody not liking yeah. me it just doesn't matter yeah either one i'm like you're gonna like me yeah <laughs> I have the thing where it's just like, well, what's there not to like? I know yeah. myself enough and yeah. I know that I'm a loving person and I'm sweet and funny. So like, and I'm nice. So like, yeah. why? if you don't like me, then like, like clearly you have you. like a true angry energy and I don't care. That's and if fantastic. anything, if, if I like ever catch a glimpse of somebody like, I'm not, not impressed by me. It like makes me more kind of like, Hey, what's up? Like, <gasps> yeah. you know, it doesn't shut me down. Yeah. I think I've just had to fight for my space and my gender identity and as and I've had to like I've ha- I've been a, like invisible like my talent has even been invisible I had to show people had to do stuff so people could get that I'm talented I never it was never enough for me to just say hi I'm Jason I'm an actor it's like oh really you and everybody else mm. you know it took forever for people to see my talent for, it took forever people see me in the room to like fit in with the other gay boys because I was gender fluid to fit in with straight people because I was you know they think I was the gay over there so it's like it just took so long for all of that to like now push in 30 to like come together that like there's there's I'd I'd beg I'd, I'd propose the question to like find the thing that would bother me I mean if I of course like if somebody literally looked at me in the face and were like you're ugly. I don't know. I, I again, even if they said that, I'd be like, oh, "I love Who you." Does that? You're yeah, good. I that love would you. Just be like shocking, actually, if somebody literally walked up. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, every once in a while, there's still stuff on the online because people get Oof. like that strength behind the camera yeah. thing, and I do think it's funny. I really, yeah. I, it, it. I'm at a point. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll lose it. No, I'm not asking for that. I'm like, <laughs> I love how you are. If well, anything, I, it's for I people want, listening. To well, get- I hope to still be vulnerable and sensitive and show yeah. humility. I, I sometimes wonder if I need to work on my humbleness, but no. but it's hard because it's like all these amazing things are happening because these were all things I didn't have 10 years ago that I put on a vision board and wanted to have happen and did everything I could to have them and now I got it. So it's like, yeah. to me, I don't it's feel like time. I'm bragging. I'm just celebrating. Yeah. Like, and celebrating being alive and like, and that like magic does exist and law of attraction is real. And yeah. if, you, if you want it bad enough, you will get it if your heart is in the right place and if you require it. They cannot not give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and booze helps. <laughs> and booze helps. So, yeah, I do this horrible thing, and I, I, I go in and out of this where it's like I tell my makeup stories in my head that are probably not true. And that's what I what makes me suffer. But I do that less and less. But I know that that's my ugliest, worst, uh, most unhealthy behavior. And that usually comes from being hungover or very anxious or PMS or a full moon. Like specifically about like there's another person at a party that there was a weird interaction and then you go home and you're like does that person not like Oh me? and then you blow it up or I just I'll just make up stories about anything. I'll just be like I know is this uh, I, it's just I'm just I can be very mean to myself. I'm probably the meanest to me than anybody else could ever be and I tap I, it's fewer and far between now but it's something I run into and I know that like it really hurts me. It just makes me suffer so I always ask you that. Yeah work I, on that. Yeah I know Thank you. <laughs> I think the best thing is just to like sit and like, I think those years of meditation were just like listening to actual thoughts. I was saying, and like, 
not being an asshole to yourself. There's one thing which could be a bad ha- place for some people to lift yourself up too high. Like if it's I want to lift myself. Sounds great. Tell I me. I always figured I'd rather just lift myself up than put myself down. Yeah. So as long as I'm up, I feel good. Yeah. And once I feel good, at least I can like make something, say something, write something, do yeah. something. Oh yes, yeah. so I think that's what I why I do is in order to quiet the unhealthy voices in my head and I just talk about this because I get a lot of letters from girls and like direct messages from girls who listen to this or people who listen to this who are like I do the same thing oh my god thank you for saying so I'm mentioning it because yeah it's like something that comes up so I just talk about it but then what I do to to like divert my attention is I like then I throw it into writing or then I throw it into something creative so that's my coping mechanism for like unhealthy possibly most likely untrue narratives I'm telling myself in order to quiet those I just put it into something creative yeah. so maybe that's maybe it's a blessing and a curse but uh but oh you were talking about earlier about uh being vigilant having to like open yourself up because of, of years of like being closed off because of something mm-hmm. you do like as a coping mechanism as a young like gay man and or like you don't know you have to come up with quippy comments whatever and unless you do the work you'll go into like you'll, you'll live your entire life closed off emotionally unless yeah. you do the work so what's the work just for, for those, you know. Hey, well, that's in the book. No. Well, when's this book coming out? Tell <laughs> well, us where I to guess, get it. We'll fucking I guess get I it. Need to start writing it. Um, I think a combination. There's like, there's like classical techniques of like Fitzmorris. Is you like kind of lie on what? your back and do tremoring. What the hell? Are you really? Yeah, and it releases. It's like a voice. I think voice classes, speaking voice, like guttural kind of like screaming. Um, You're not pranking me now because I will be going home and doing all of this. And if this is a lie, I'll fucking I, find I, you. I, no, but, uh, I'm not. I'm just stumped at finding the real specific thing, what makes somebody open. Well, Meisner specifically over all the other methods is all about um, moment to moment. They strip away all your insecurities to make you how you were when you were a child completely open. I want that. So do well, that. You got to do Meisner. Oh, cr- okay. But God, but you're just saying that unless people do the work. So I was just interested in like, that's something you said earlier. So I was like, what is that work? Well, and then and there's like Byron Katie. Uh, do you know? Is it true? I do that where Byron Katie says, is it true? That's what I have to do where if I am in this like patch of darkness, which is, I swear to God, fewer and far between than the, a long time ago when I was in my early 20s, because I'm in my mid 30s, like uh, I do have to go, is it true? Is it true? And most of the time it's not true. Like the story I'm telling myself or whatever I'm spiraling over. Is that what you mean? Byron yeah, Katie? Yeah, all of the work. Yeah. The Abraham work. You know, Abraham, Abraham Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whatever the work means for you. Maybe it's literally going outside and raking leaves until you've like chilled out. You know, or like I Meisner was really good. I it's all coming around to Meisner. Um but maybe it has to do with the person going into it too. Well, what did you do? You're saying you did the work. You got out of well, it. Well, I did Meisner. I did Fitzmorris. I did Michael Chekhov. I did all these class ground. I just kept throwing myself at things that got me scared. Also, oh, that's you know great. what could be it too? I forget that I did this. Brené Brown has this incredible TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability. Oh, I've and seen I'll it. always try to get people to watch it. And then they'll watch it and they'll be like, yeah, it was good. But they're like, okay, well, it wasn't. No, it's not about being good. You All you did was watch it. So what I did is when I watched, I was like, I need to know this stuff to the core of my being, bone because I'm, I am ADD and I have diff- and dyslexic. Um, so it, it takes me a long time to learn things, but when I do get it, I get them. So I got the transcripts to it, and the follow up, listening to shame. I got the transcripts and I recorded myself reading them so that it would be in my voice, and I listened to them every day while I walked around the reservoir for a whole year. 
So I got that vulnerability got, on check. What like, was the takeaway message from the power of vulnerability? Because I remember listening to this many years ago. My friend told me to listen. I was like, oh, my God, it took me out of. The, we are here for the purpose to connect neurobiologically. And um, to be vulnerable is not to be weak, but is ultimate courage. Um, to be visible, to be seen, you know. Oh. If you take the wholehearted people who she like has a bachelor's, a master's, and a PhD in social work, the people who and she labeled a file wholehearted, and the people that were wholehearted that weren't afraid to um, talk the truth, speak the truth, and speak the truth and say it fast. No, um, to to show up, you know, and be there when things are scary and when things are tough. Chances are it's not an easier life. It's a harder life. It wasn't always um, more comfortable. It's probably more painful. But in the return, um, you have the wholeness of knowing that you belong oh, and God. we are enough. Okay. And I won't keep you here forever, but I have to ask you, when you tell me this, because I have a very hard I'm an only child. I'm keeping here till two. Just deal with it. <laughs> and then, okay. I'm an only child. I'm very good at being alone. I've been very promiscuous in my life, had tons of makeouts, had fun dalliances, been in a five-year relationship, been in a one-half-year relationship, done that. But ultimately, I'm very good at being alone. It's very hard for me to let people in. And when I do let somebody get close to me, I fight it. I fight it against it because I feel like I'm going to be stifled or I test them to see how much they can take to see if they will truly stick around. And that's because uh, so now it's all coming back to me, the power of vulnerability, because I remember listening to that to try to learn how to be open to letting love in and, and letting somebody really see me and not uh, trying to run for them or whatever. So do you want to be in a relationship? Is that something you strive for? Because you, you you seem very good on your own. I know you have love for so many people and I, I am like that in my own life so I can relate to that where I love people but I navigate the world alone and I go to my groups and I love everybody and it's great and I love just being able to like dip in and out just on my own because sometimes I feel like a, a boyfriend or whatever would mm. be like dead weight or stifle me it's like I'm my friends like I'm, I'm everybody's this is great like I love that do you s hope to be in a you know we talked earlier about and I'm almost done with my rant but the only sometimes I, I, I go I really would love to be in a relationship because it'd be so nice at the end at the end of the day to fall into somebody's arms and mm -hmm. be held and feel cozy and have a, have a space what do you think do you want that yeah that does sound beautiful I mean the way you described that sentiment absolutely and I also understand the other sentiment of like when I, like for me I before I was always like I'm focused on my career like a career whether that's like a major acting career or even what I've achieved now which is like an internet presence but I was like I need to put myself because it was after a bad relationship that I had like three and a half years ago that was for about three and a half years or that's a, the math might be off yeah. um which I was like, I mean, rip the heart. Maybe this is why I'm open. Like, literally, I've never loved somebody so much in my entire life. Like, ripped the heart out of me and, like, ripped it out of my chest. Like, swallowing a thousand knives. So, like, having gone through the most heart-wrenching breakup and then coming out of it full, like, fully, almost like a, a cycle. Like, years. Um, I'm like, okay, the idea of just getting a boyfriend. Like, no interest. Get what's going to make me happy. Like, build my castle and the princes will come, yeah. which they have. Yeah. And, but also, I definitely think that it's going to take a real, like, Anthony to my Cleopatra. And because I know that, like, it's somebody who can either, like, handle my energy, handle my comedy, and then somebody who's en who I want to be like, can I handle your energy yes. and your comedy? Like, I don't want to be bored. I, so, like, I just know 
knowing myself, like I come at a high, like a high vibration. There's high energy and there's high vibration. Sometimes there's high energy coming from a low vibration. Mm -hmm. So I believe in high vibration um, and low vibration. And I have a high vibration. Like things are oscillating, you know, and I just need somebody to be able to swim through the universe with me like that, that is going to have that power. And if they're, if they're in like Spain right now, you know, digging up dinosaur bones, then it's not right now. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I think, Someday my prince will come. Yeah, I, I of course I think so, and of course it's gonna be great when that happens. And and even more so, I like would love to like have children and have like a family and yeah, and then not have to act. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah, and just maybe for a period, you know, a, a decade. Yeah, and then maybe go on stage later on and do that stuff. But so when you have your your relationships and romances with f- people who are kind of like your your best friends and family kind of vibes. Why does that not turn? Because it is just what it is. It is what it, it is. It becomes more familiar and, and friend than it does that, like... Passion-sustaining romance? Yeah. I want all of that and one that sustains. It will. It but I will. don't care if it comes from that. I'm just saying that's what I would yeah. be ideal. Or it won't. Or it won't. I'll be and here we'll be at, fine. at 90 and we're just like, well... Yeah, but we'll be fine. I've just, we'd probably just have more fun. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. But here, I definitely think... There, what I'm, I can't say it for myself so much as when I notice for other people, are Marianne Williamson, A Return to oh Love. My God, that's yes, I read that too. That's you a really, all the same yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real good reread to like really snap in. And she's like, I talked to a lot of people who are like, where is the perfect guy? Where is my person? And she's like, it's not as soon as you stop looking, he'll show up. But it's like literally vibrationally, when your when your energy is available to it. It will be there. Yeah. But if your energy is not available to it for whatever reason, which is fine, it's not going to be an, in alignment. Yeah. She also says two other things that I would kind of want to like, that I feel like would be like a, a freckle like summary, is that she said, if everybody in the world, every single human being were looking at you, like this idea that people are chasing the limelight or chasing fame. But if everybody will look at you, what do you actually have to say? Oh. I just think that's so powerful. And then she also says, don't work on building a following or um, followers. If you have something to say, people will follow. They will listen. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's and great. I think that's what's kind of happened with Freco. I think Freco gives people a lot of permission to be themselves by not confining to like societal norms. Yeah. You're too special to get cast in those bogus boneheaded commercials you really were they, they couldn't handle you you know what i mean they you're just you you have work to do in this lifetime and, and do you just subscribe to the idea that like this is what i believe in but i get shy to say this but uh that we're all souls that, that everybody's a soul and that like uh cover your ears aristotle i don't know if you believe in this but whatever but i just feel like you know we make the decision to jump into these bodies to come down to have this experience we're in these like space suits and like and then uh it's for our souls to evolve and that like Am I totally off in saying all this? No, I mean, like, well, that's why I was, the thing about like coming to visit the planet yeah, right at this point, right at this and then point. I'm going to swim back out into it's the It's not universe. a mistake. No, no. It's, yeah. it's definitely for a purpose, and there's a reason, and everybody is a sm- is a piece of the puzzle, Yeah. and life will flow, continue on without me, Yeah. and while I'm here, and then I'll just go back into the infinite, from source, back into the earth plane, back to source. Do you pray? 
I I communicate. You communicate, okay. To, you know, I to said your that. angels because praying life. to life. Oh, tell me what that looks like. <laughs> no, that was a complete rip from um, in Harold and Maude. They're oh. like lying in the in the grass, and he's like, Maude. She goes, Yes, Harold. And he goes, Do you pray? And she goes, I communicate. And he's like, To God. <gasps> and she's like, To life. What? I can't believe this. Holy shit. Yeah. But that is true. That's what you do? I, ex- I breathe. You breathe. Do your, do your, does your family get you at all? Yeah, like, totally. How many brothers, how many sisters? What's I up have, with your mom? I have. Uh, I was just with my mom yesterday. She was helping with me with all my SAG paperwork. Really? That's so much. Is yeah. she your best friend? Or um, just your mom? She's my mom. Okay. But, but she, <laughs> no, she could be. She, yeah, she's one of my ladies. I just yeah. have so many best friends, so it's hard. You yeah. Know? I'm like, and I, and I, and I, no, but I, and I want her to be my mom more than I want her to, because when that, when I think of like people Oof. that are too attached to their moms and like have a really like weird, they tell each other everything to me. Oh, is that, that is you That's or not That's me you? and I don't need, it's, I don't want them to be that. Oh, yeah, see but that? It's I too just, much. That, like I prefer the like role playing of like me doing that. My mom, and coming back and bringing my mom things, but like my mom not knowing about like, you know, my partying and my boys and, and, yeah. my, and my girlfriends. But my girlfriends who are my best friends are like my mothers. They definitely are keeping me in check and take care of me. So yeah. I need a lot of taking care of. As like wise as I am um, emotionally, I think like. You I, do? Uh, I, People I, like, love yeah. to do it, I bet. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's. Well, literally, I asked. Venmo to send send me um, if if everybody gave me a dollar I can you know yeah do something and and, and it's coming through right <laughs> they're doing it yeah, it's like, oh my god how much yeah. money have you made um let's see but wait your brothers and sisters how many brothers and sisters while you look up how much money you're making um so I have two so I ha- so I have two sisters um one's an artist and her fiance and they live in um so after my dad passed I inherited like because my dad was I was my dad's only kid. I have this house and now I was like they were going to rent it but then I also like I have a room there so that I can like always come back to yeah. and um, I have my oldest sister who's married to a woman and has a baby a three year old and has t- like she my oldest sister had her first baby when she was 17 so there was always I like grew up in this big house and my brother yeah. and my brother is like five years older than me and do they are they totally different from you do they understand I you I think that they yes I think they are all and I mean, everyone's different from me. No one's like me. So that's like between them or like the, the people I work with on set. Like, yeah. I bet Julia Roberts can't keep up. Now, yeah, I I'm sorry, but that's true. You know, no, but yeah. like there's a lot of people that you would think behind in front of the lens, like working. I'm always astounded when I meet a working actor who's not interesting. Or like, oh, really? Yeah, because maybe I just haven't had that many. I don't like go to those parties. I don't really care. Yeah. But like. And I don't even mean like, oh, I want you to like move me because I know you moved me in that movie. But like just energetically, like I was like, yeah, wow, like I, I, I can't stop. I feel like things are flowing through anatomy and there's just like so much excitement. But when I see that like Oof. drab dullness and like that sadness yeah. around the industry, I'm like, yikes. Maybe so in that sense, no, my family's not like me and neither are the people in my uh, work field. Yeah. We're, I think we're much more connected than anyone I think so too, I've yeah. Met. But, but I think for them, it took a long time for them to get me, but then the work has made them understand me. And also oh. the times, like, I think I was doing what people are doing now, I think with social media and like being like, um, 
vulnerable and open and themselves authentic yeah. by being really authentic on social media and having characters and having like a brand and having and like being playful and stuff which yeah. is like becoming a little bit of the norm I think I was doing that like 10 years ago oh so then it like people didn't get it and then and also they just like gay marriage wasn't there so it's like not that they were homophobic at all I was really lucky with that but like then the gender fluid thing so it was like are you a drag queen are you do you want to become a woman it just was in that territory yeah. and I was like nah I'm like but they always knew I was like a, the- a theater kid and they yeah. knew I was like not a community theater kid they knew I was always into like abstract kind of like yeah like moving through space in slow motion and like they just knew I was art into the arts and like kind of weird well, tell me about the movie that that Brian made that you're in. Um, it's called Everything Is Free. Everything is it totally and, um, different from Caleb Gallo? Yeah, none of us are our characters in Caleb. Like, okay, I'm not even Freckle. I play uh, uh, Eli Greenhouseman, which is <laughs> kind of like me today, uh, a self help guru, kind of like drifter, like traveling through, like who like stumbles across them, and um, and Brian is the central character, and it's like a love story and. Um, a great ensemble. It's just is it a really... comedy or is it more serious? Um, I think it's more serious than a comedy, but there are funny <laughs> moments, but it's not a dark comedy because I'm learning that a dark comedy is something completely different. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? Well, it wasn't like a dark comedy where it's like, it's consistently funny, but it's like morbidly funny. Oof, yeah, yeah. So this where is just this more is serious. Like a serious and then there's funny moments. Is it like a meditation on what? If it, is it like a meditation on something? What's a meditation on? Like, just like, mo- what's a movie? Like, is I don't Jaws know, like, a meditation on sea life? Yeah. <laughs> In my face, I deserve that. Why? Well, no, I would just say, like, like, like before sunset. Or, <laughs> that was so fucking great. <laughs> but I would say before sunset, before sunrise is like a meditation on, lo- on love. And, like, where it's just like this kind of meandering, talky, like, thing that explores. I don't know. It doesn't seem like His this movie doesn't are seem like always it's, kind of like exploring, I think from his point of view as a gay man being attracted to per se a straight man and a straight man then being like oh wait I actually think you're hot so like I don't even think he knows this or this is his MO but I think like for some reason bisexuality is always the theme in his work Mm -hmm. it certainly wasn't Caleb and then I think um in that tearing down illusions and walls of like what keeps us separate and why can't we be like sexually attracted to each other. Oh yeah. So I think those themes are all in there. And I kept saying on set, I was like, well, I'm filming my beach comedy. Um, <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, cause it's a lot of it's on a beach. and like set I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Valerie Bertinelli over here. Come on. Like... <laughs> um, holy shit. Okay. I'm going to get you out of here, but two more things. Um, oh wait, how much of Caleb Gallo was improvised? Or was it all scripted? I mean, I know you said that line about, like, sometimes more expensive things are worse. Like, that and a few other of mine were lines, but they might have been either things I had said in real life or we had come up with, but he definitely hands us a script. Yeah. And we stick to the script. But if I play your acting reel at the end of this podcast... All these amazing nuggets of wit and just, like, hilarity... Did you write a lot of them? Yeah, as a or collaborative process. So if if I hadn't written them with him, I may have He's made a... them up in the spot. Yeah. But then some of them were him, the given to me. And a lot of yeah. times I think some of the things, that, like, for instance, that whole first, like, sequence about, like, bringing the guys up to my apartment and, like, um, talking about racism in the industry. And yeah. Then, like, um, oh, that's so funny. And the audition 
because uh, I had was beta block. I had to take beta. I was taking beta. I take about beta blockers too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a game I'm changer. I'm so nervous. Uh, we're I giving it away, but it's the difference between getting a part and a callback or a callback and a part. Yeah. Um, and I don't use them anymore, actually. But there was a period where I was joking about beta blockers, beta blockers, and I had my betas, and it was like fun to play with. So that got written in. Yeah. Um. So, but all those lines were there, and then I think like, like I never thought. Um, I'm going to take a wet shower would be funny at all. But if people like... The word love, wet is just so funny. Wet is funny. And I think a lot of times it's <laughs> the way I say that yeah. as Freckle I say things because I just looked at him and I remember looking at the page and I was like, I don't know why this is a joke. I don't get it. But we filmed and I was like, fine. And I looked at him and I just found the truth. I said, I'm going to go take a wet shower. And people make memes. of that. Like, well, I don't Because know. the line is ridiculous. It's so simple and hilarious because of its simplicity and it's just like ridiculous and just that one word I, I don't know I just love his brain so much too and your delivery what is how would you describe this delivery because you do it in Men Don't Whisper also where it's just what is it this like heightened taking yourself very seriously and then you kind of you know you speak slow your delivery is perfection like what would you describe it as like it's a style I don't, I don't know you? I never thought of it so I guess it is just I don't mean to fucking break and it down and then there's another moment where like it was just a real moment that happened I literally was putting lotion on my face <laughs> and he was like oh my god Jason that's so much and I was like well with the amount I drink I have to put the lotion back I have to I have to like put a lot because I drink so much so I need the height but then it turned into so in the script or yeah. in the episode it goes with the amount I drink I have to put the hydration back on. Yeah. I don't know. If any, I think anybody, any acting teacher would be like, "That's bad acting that you." It's affected, but it's I don't. So funny. I think it works for Freckle. I think Freckle's an affected person. Like, yeah. I think Freckle is living in her martini uh, glass. Yeah. Fur sequins. Yeah. Freckle is an old movie star, like alien that la- again landed on this planet. Yeah. As just has seen it all, done <laughs> yeah. it all. Been there, done that. Born in the wrong like, time. Born in the wrong time, but loves to have fun. Yeah. Is a good time Sally. And is just the quintessential, <gasps> like, Sally Bowles cabaret. Does it really matter so long as you're having fun? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so. Were you freckle in Men Don't Whisper? No, I, I actually thought I was, I was a much different character. but <laughs> No, no, no. I'm just, like, I wasn't sure if was he called brunette. you freckle. No, I was brunette. And that was the, the way he wrote. You were more was, modern. Yeah, I thought in men don't whisper. Like, like I had like more of like a hipster lady, maybe like the owner of Moon Juice. Oh my god, I actually <laughs> met her one time. I felt she snubbed me. Oh, but whatever. I like oh. that Moon Juice. It's that acai berry that's in her. You know, she, oh god, I let out a blueberry. Oh man. <laughs> so what else is there to know? What's next? Wait, what's next for you? Well, so um, what, what do we well, want to tell the is people? Is in development with Lionsgate. Oh, to make a movie. Um. No, to make it into a series and then like sell to like Netflix or Amazon. Oh my god, that's very exciting. Um, They're sending in the works with uh, the project I had. So I'm up to 103.74. Unbelievable. So I'll tell the. This is be. I'll end it with this story. So because of Ed and and busy and people and all the loves of my life who put me in stories on their Insta, I went from like having. I had like a really. Well, actually, I think you had followed me back when it was just like a boring, like I had maybe had like a thousand followers or something. And probably, oh, well, I'm, I'm like a, Caleb or whatever. Yeah, you're I'm OG. real. I'm OG. And and then like it literally started those those people with huge followings when they tag you, you know, you just start kind of like rising and rising. And I was like literally watching these numbers go up to like I'm at, which in Instagram world is like really low. Um, something is something. As uh 11, 11.5. 
which yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's getting too so real. And <laughs> so I was with my mom yesterday doing my SAG paperwork. By the way, like SAG. Um, <laughs> oh, I. All right, come on. We're, we're finishing up the podcast. No, the audition that I had to. Um, oh my god! All right. This is what happens when you get in-demand actors on the pod. Shit gets weird. Oh my goodness. Um. Um. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so okay, so we're doing so yeah yeah SAG is it very expensive? I'm like thinking about the money that I blew. Um, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for the year. We're trying to work on a budget, and I literally wrote to my best friend Barbara. Um, I had Stanwick? said yeah Barbara Stanwyck. Okay, and Streisand. Mm-hmm. Actually, have you been watching me on their secret stories? Oh. Um, and I was like, because we kind of just laugh at this idea of like Instagram and like how many people are like starting to follow me and I was like how tacky is it to ask Instagram to Venmo me a dollar so I can well because if 50 of my 11.1 followers did it I'd have a $50 bill to um, make a film and and she was like do it it's very freckle yeah and I was like or I can just like literally post that question yeah and so I did and now it's trickling in and it's oh no 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 no, no, no. That's, I blew the story. I blew the story. Focus. I blew the story. We're wrapping up the podcast. So I had said that. And then I went on to do other things. I was like, I was like, I had to drive somewhere. I like picked up some food and I was driving and I hadn't posted it yet. And literally a fan had just said, here's a dollar donation. Please accept my donation. Oh and my I was God. like, first I was a little like, Whoa. it's the universe. Well, I was like, did I really love attract that? Yeah. And I was like, I gold. guess so. Yeah. Sorry for the gold. I love it. Um, Perfect gold. Um, and then I was like, should I go buy a lottery ticket? Oh, my and God. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I went and got a scratch and sniff. <laughs> and I made $50. No. Yeah. And the, which was the original amount. I was like, what if I put it into the universe to make $50? Yeah. And... Um, and so then this morning I was like, well, now that it's like in the vortex of spiraling things, yeah. why don't I just post it? And people can either just be like, you're so silly or whatever or nothing. And I have just gotten um, so many amazing things saying like, you inspire me. Yeah. Um, please make more videos. Um, and just things like that that are so touching. And like, honestly, like, and when I do stories, which sometimes I do stories that are like, Literally, I'm, like, sitting alone in a room, you yeah. know. Lachanoia. I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm insane. But then I get people being, like, oh, my God, I had a horrible day and this made me laugh. So, so everyone knows, and I will probably address this later. I'm obviously, and because now I feel like I have to and it's only going to be more fun. I have to use the money and make something. Yeah, of course yeah, you do. Yeah, and, yeah. But they're going to see the process of me, like, like because I had a friend go, you're gonna, are you going to end up using the money for booze? Yeah. And I said, no. I was like, I got to keep it going. I was like, I'm going to like show them. I'm going to buy like a really nice lipstick and then do a lip sync. Like it'll be like little things that they're participating in. Yeah. And he goes, I like to think that most people are buying it because they know you're going to get booze. Oh, I was like, man. well, maybe there'll be a martini there. Yes. You know, a martini and a lipstick. Yeah. 
I just and just kind of keep it going. Maybe maybe um, we get me some tap shoes. Yeah. And oh I my take, god. Start doing tap dancing. Like but you're always performing, even with all your Insta stories. That's generating stuff. That's generating work all the time. You are entertaining, and Thank you are you. so inspiring to everybody. Aww. So. That $50 will feed itself in, whether it's booze and you go out with yeah. it, whatever. It's all going to funnel itself back. Well, thank into you like, so you much it. to everyone who has. And follow Aunt Freckle, Aunt Freckle. I've been told not to say Aunt Freckle. Really? Why not Aunt? Oh, fuck them. Whatever. Know, Aunt yeah. Freckle. Aunt Freckle. Follow um, Aunt Freckle. Send a dollar. It'll be worth it. I will perform. I'm a tap dancing monkey, but I also like to think I'm bringing vaudeville back. You are. In a you major know. way. Oh, my God. Well, I guess yeah. the whole point of this is you, I think the whole lesson learned is you being completely yourself and getting to the stage where you can just be completely yourself and this whole self-discovery thing completely inspires other people to be themselves and feel less alone and feel... Yeah, and by know. doing that, things... Ca- like, I'm law of attracting all these things, yeah. clearly. Like this podcast? Um, like, like this, this huge yeah, podcast? This actually, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God! No, but this is so fun. It's, I love it. I can't wait to do it again. Um, so you can't tell us about the audition you're, you're rushing off to? That I've kept you from? What is this? Is a movie, a TV show, commercial? It's a TV Just show. A TV show. Okay. That's um, all you can tell. That's fine. Yeah. I, I don't actually know what all the rules for those things are. I'm like the worst either. at that. Do you, could Just, you say what auditions was. It's a pilot? Is it no, a going? It's, it's, it's season two of Taken on NBC. That's great. Yeah. That's fine. Just a part. Leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it at that, guys. Well, actually, maybe that's good that I say. So, like, everybody put your energy. Light a candle. To get. Venmo a dollar. Think yeah. good thoughts. Um, and uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. Bye. 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 <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com.